and welcome to a toast to rom-coms. We are taking a break from the list, even though we have one left. One movie left. It's going to come, guys. We're going to finish that fucking list. It's coming. I am Marie. I'm Allison. And we have a guest today, a, a guest that we've never had on here before. You know him. We've talked about him. He's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Steven with a V. What's up, ladies? Oh, you know, podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> I am excited, like really excited. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. You got a great voice like, for microphone. Is a, this is a big deal. Like I'm extremely excited. You sound great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I look great. So You've never you know. told me I sound great before, so now I feel like you love him more. No. <laughs> it's just the first time he's podcasted and i think it sounds great it sounds great on the air it's just change change is good right give me a little change so today we're talking about the 80s classic 80s mm. classic romancing the stone something that i watched whole oh, can't even tell you how many times when i was a kid Steven i think that's a weird phenomenon in general i mean i remember growing up there was a uh, quite a few movies like you just you watch them the first time and you become really uh I don't know, enchanted by them. And it's uh, just a great experience. So I watched it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. See, it's funny because for me, those movies for me were like Wedding Singer, you know, mm. Nightmare Before Christmas because I'm more of like a 90s child. You guys are very much like children of the 80s. Yeah. So um, not to age you. Don't underage me. <laughs> not a problem anymore. Um, <laughs> so, Allison, why don't you give us a rundown to, of the facts for this movie, please? Oh, that's a nice rosé. We got second drink today. I don't have any second drinks. Would so you like to sample this rosé? I great. would love to sample the rosé. Allison, I'm proud of you. I mean, you, you're not even going with a wine glass. It's right a now. beautiful bottle. Allison, make sure you take a pic of this I and will. post it maybe before you drink too much of the rosé because it looks pretty. Nice. Good. Nice call. I pick wine mostly for the, t the, the labels. <laughs> it's also how I pick beer. For the labels. The beauty of the label. The beauty of the labels. Look how pretty that is. It's very nice. It has a nice little butterfly on it's it. It's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So. Then orchid for the rosé. I don't know. I don't it know looks like a cherry blossom. It, it doesn't look it like does. a rose. I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Romancing the Stone came out in 1984. And it is starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, Zach Norman, and um, Manuel o Ojeda. I'm going to say Ojeda because he is Latino and his last name is O-J-E-D-A. What? I feel like you're mansplaining, but you're not a man. So you're just going to womansplain that to us. <laughs> I feel like that's better. Okay, it's not. <laughs> Woman's playing. That's the first I've heard of that. That's pretty funny. Uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Diane Thomas and Lem Dobbs, Howard Franklin, and Travis Silverman. It's a Michael Douglas production. It is a Michael Douglas production. You lost it when you saw that. It's, it's, a, oh. it's 1984 and it's a Michael Douglas production. Uh, I mean, come on. He produced it. He He's the one who paid for the script I read. He paid for the script. The one, Diane Thomas, who wrote it, was a waitress, and he paid her $250,000 for her first-time script, and he said that 
people like made fun of him for paying that much money mm. to Shit. an unknown. And um, he was like, a good material is good material. Doesn't matter who writes it. So kind of kudos to him for being fair. That's wild. Good for it. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty young when this movie came out, but I can remember this movie being a, a really big movie in 1984. I mean, I think this had uh, so many commercials. I mean, I don't know if it won any awards or anything like that, but it was a, it was a really funny, romantic uh, comedy. I mean, it. It's and I thought it stood the test of time. Personally, I enjoyed it last night. It brought back a lot of memories, and after watching it so much in the eighties, I can see why it was a good movie. You know what? It actually was an Oscar nominee for best film editing, hmm. and a Golden Globe winner for best performance by an actress in a motion picture, comedy, or musical. Hmm. Um, and Golden Globe winner for best motion picture, comedy, or musical as well. I did not know that. I think that our list by Rotten Tomatoes is remiss to not include this movie. I think that um, it's going to be interesting as we talk about this. Some of the facts that I read up about this movie do not coincide with these accolades that I got at the time. So it'll Hmm. be really interesting for those to come out and I look forward to hearing your reactions. But for now, let me introduce this drink so we can get down to it. So there is a scene at the bar at the beginning of the movie where Kathleen Turner, our heroine. I feel weird saying that because it's like a drug, but it's also the word for a female <laughs> hero. So I was like, in my head, I was like, am I saying that right? Does it, is it heroine? No, she's a heroine. heroine. You're right. <laughs> yes. So our heroine is a romance novelist and she's pretty like, let's be honest, she's pretty frumpy. And she's very, like, play it safe, dumpy girl. Yeah. Can I make a quick comment on that? A couple, if you don't mind. I mean, listen, I, you know, it's a romantic comedy. I get it. And I don't know I don't know who this woman is trying to appeal to. Like, what crowd? And they're trying to build up her character. But you're right, Frumpy. She's crying so much. She's wearing these big, bulky clothes. And listen, I, I, I'm just going to say this, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but my personal opinion is is I found her slightly androgynous. That's just my, my thought. Well, I'll, I want to talk about that when we get to chemistry okay. because I have thoughts on that. Okay. I'm I agree with you that. completely. Just just off the cuff right there is just how I feel. Uh, Kathleen Turner, her character name being... Joan Wilder. Thank you. Get ready for that, listeners. Every time we say her Joan Wilder. <laughs> um, she's, at the, she's at the bar with her editor, <laughs> and she's drinking a grasshopper. So today we're having a grasshopper, and we got it from the book, Cocktails from the Movie. We've used it before. Um, they have some really great cocktail recipes from all different genres of movie. It's a shot of creme de cacao mm-hmm. i say i sound i feel really weird saying that as well creme de cacao yeah creme, creme de cacao creme de cacao creme it's a shot of creme <laughs> de menthe and it's a shot of creamer we're using turner's half and half hey, rep in the pittsburgh before before we dive into this can i give you like my initial hints would, that i'm would, picking up i from would this? love that nose feels you know and it's kind of crazy because we're talking about a movie in the 80s mm-hmm. and i can just remember as a child going over to my grandparents and they would have those those chocolate mints oh and oh, it had like yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah. on either side of it but like in the middle there was like this like lime Andy? green yes, yeah i think exactly it is and it had like is. that little yeah. green wrapper and 
my initial aroma is that it it smells just like that. I always wanted to like those, but I never did. But it was I the only candy there, so I had to eat it. You can only have a couple. You can't like go nuts on this. No, I know. It's not like Saris. All right. Hmm. What well, and cheers. 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 That's delightful. It's actually really good. It tastes exactly like the Andes mint. It, Steven, it really does. Steven with a V, what do you what's your initial opinion? Um I like it. It's very sweet and it uh it does taste just like one of those Andes mints. So it's it's something that I think I can enjoy, uh one or two of maybe occasionally. Um Yeah, I'm glad I'm having it. It's different, it's unique. But I'm not like crazy about it. I wouldn't order one at a restaurant. It's not like my go-to for the bar. No, no. No. Can you imagine like bellying up to the bar and be like, can I have a grasshopper, please? Be like, get the mm. fuck out. Like a flaming rum punch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Dude, I asked for a gimlet the other time. <laughs> I asked for like a cucumber gimlet and it was allowed. It was a restaurant. We were at 25% capacity. It was allowed, you guys. Just FYI. And he fucking put like pureed cucumber and shit in there, and it was the best shit I've ever had. Were you expecting him to puree it? No, but it hmm. was amazing. Hmm. The the nuances of this cocktail. Can oh, you so give was this a on shout? A trip or was this like a local? Yeah, experience? give us give a shout out to the restaurant here. It was called Vern's in Rochester, New York, hmm. and it was a very good restaurant. And the cocktails were on point. They had an apérol spritz there. <laughs> I did not partake. That was a callback from a from Roman holiday. We made an Aperol spritz. Guys, I'm I, this is I am really enjoying this drink. Like it leaves a pleasant feel. It, it, the aroma, it smells so good. I'm it like, smells I, good. I it's I'm, refreshing. Can you feel it in your esophagus as it goes down? Like I my, feel it. Like like you think Michael Douglas would feel that in his <laughs> esophagus? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that insensitive? I just first thing that came to mind. Listen, I mean, it co- it co- listen, you got what, like, I'm not going to, I don't want to dive into like the best thing, but it's like, he dove right into her JJ, and that's the, like, it's, I'm just so excited to talk about that. Just so excited. I am too. Really excited. That, there, there's some scenes in this movie that are very entertaining, very funny, and uh, I can't wait to really uh, talk about some of these. Guys, this was the first time I've ever seen this movie. That's hmm. so hard to believe. I mean, maybe I've seen a couple of scenes in passing, but from start to finish, first time I've ever seen this movie. And I got to say, fucking loved it. It's, it's, a, it's Pun intended. It's a gem. <laughs> hey uh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Allison, summary? Are you ready for this? My summaries are notoriously terrible. Awful. Which is why just I do them. Awful. I'm just going to drink while you talk then. This is a very little drink. We're going to be able to crush like four of these. Oh, yeah. Um, so this movie is about a novelist who is like a romance novelist, and she is frumpy and dumpy. Doesn't have a lot of excitement in her life, it seems. And um, she ends up knowing that her sister is kidnapped. Her husband was cut up by murderers, apparently. You know what happens. Don't go to Columbia. Don't go to Colombia. Uh, and so she has to go to Colombia to rescue her to give this map that's mailed to her for some reason. We don't know why her brother-in-law has it, but he mailed it to her. And um, 
So she goes to Columbia and she gets on the wrong bus and she. I finds think she was hoodwinked, right? She was. Don't interrupt my uh, summary again. <laughs> and um, so wow. she wow. gets on the wrong bus She's and then the bus crashes into this car and they find Michael Douglas, who's basically a jungle man. And he really gets under her skin more than one way. Wait, jungle man or was he poaching? I don't think he was no. poaching. He was caging the animals. Yeah. I don't think it's poaching. Poaching is like killing. Fuck. Steven, I told you not to interrupt me. I won't say it again. So just don't don't do it. And then so they develop a relationship going through the jungle together, you know, doing things, trying to get to the sister, trying to get to get to a phone. This this is every time. <laughs> and <laughs> they fall for each other in the jungle and um she finally is able to get to her sister with what they find at the end of the map kind of and then that's the end okay so do what, you- what, what what just happened <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What just happened? There? That's Allison's summary. That was a train wreck. So I latched onto one thing: Jungle Man. <laughs> Jungle Man. And it's it re- Michael freaking Douglas in the '80s. And it Jungle reminded Man. me of I don't know if you guys remember the song Tarzan Boy. Do you remember this song? No, no. I have no oh. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you that? remember the song? No. Let, wait for it. I don't know how long this intro goes on, but I'll cut oh, it. Geez. I do know oh, this song. Oh, now. Okay. <laughs> Bernard's yes. getting in here. Man, okay, that's anyway. bad. So, I mean, Michael Douglas is like a jungle man, but he just fucking appears in the jungle. He had this classic Land Rover. It was pretty sweet. And and what's really strange is this bus somehow gets under the Land Rover. Under it. And okay. the Land Rover's on top of the front of the bus now. And all his cage birds are like strewn all over the street. It's it's interesting. But, but that's why he's in the jungle. So he was driving these birds somewhere. Kathleen Turner, a.k.a. Joan Wilder distracted the bus driver. <laughs> so the bus driver wrecked into the Land Rover, which I think was broken down. So Michael Douglas was coming back to his truck. And that's why he appeared in the jungle. He should have been in the jungle because his truck was there. That doesn't make him a jungle man. That makes him a man trying to walk to his truck. <laughs> I just remember seeing him in the jungle with jungle garb. Like he's like in Eddie Bauer stuff. With a gun and like a cowboy hat and a, like and a an water skin. Indiana Jones. Stephen with the V. I'm so happy that you brought that up because this was accused of being a knockoff Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I'm probably was pretty close in terms of time, you know. And I think if you see the uh, movie poster, 
You're going to see the silhouette mm. of a Michael Douglas that kind of looks like the silhouette of Indiana Jones. That's a great call there. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that, mm-hmm. but that's true. Mm-hmm. It has that like cartoonish look to it that the Raiders Yeah, you the see the shadow are. with the light coming from the back, the guy with the hat. I mean, there's some resemblance there. I'm, I'm looking at the, the poster and Michael Douglas does not look sane. Number one, <laughs> would you like to see it? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Let me check that out. And don't forget, I mean, there's multiple movie posters that come out with different scenes. See, but- I'm looking at the Raiders of the Lost Ark one, and and, and Harrison Ford just looks hmm. like a babe, hmm. which he is. I mean, if you give me the option to pick Harrison Ford or Michael Douglas, it's going to be Harrison Ford every fucking listen, time. Listen to the segue here. So the Raiders of the Lost Ark poster almost has a Harrison Ford nip slip. <laughs> and we start with the nip in Romancing the Stone. This movie's PG, guys. Yeah, I got to say, um, you know, the opening scene that is, uh, I guess, a, a portrayal of a book that she has, what, just finished up? Is that what it was? A yeah. book that she just finished up. You know, the highlight of the movie in terms of, uh, you know, sexiness for me, because in my opinion, Allison Marie, there is no sexiness with Joan Wilder. None whatsoever. I don't find Kathleen Turner sexy at all, but whatever woman was in the very beginning of this movie, I found extremely attractive. She was nobody. Scantily clad, very well built. Um, you know, you got to see some leg, you got to see some chest. It was pretty solid, pretty for the 80s. And you know what, that girl, she stood the test of time too, gotta say. Look good. I thought it was Sorry. too much for PG. It mm. was too much for PB- PG. It's like a callback to Splash. Mm. Like we saw that nipple and we all paused to furiously write <laughs> about said nipple. So Splash, which is a rom com off the list that I was. So tickled to watch because I love that movie. Hmm. Um, it's been a while. You see full butt, and then you also see nipple, which apparently she had a body double for. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. That's what that's supposedly. Daryl Hannah body double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you see the parallels between the end of this romance novel and then what Kathleen Turner ends up happening to her like remember the end where she the woman defends herself against the villain while kathleen turner beat the villain as well and then the guy showed up and then michael douglas showed up i mean the villains in both they even had like equal insults he was like i'm gonna kill you slow as molasses and the other guy was like are you gonna die fast like a shooting star so like there was a lot of parallels in between that end of her book and the end of the movie you know what i thought was uh pretty and, and uh, this is obviously very uh, by design but you know you, you you take this uh this this writer this a journalist or whatever she is and novelist novelist whatever so um she's trying to live her life through her books and then she's trying to save her her sister she goes on this journey and the, I don't know if it's irony, I don't know if it's foreshadowing, whatever it is, and then she truly does get involved in this adventure, becomes part of her real life. So, And she was probably extremely hesitant, extremely uncomfortable, but she kind of came through her shell, and she kind of came into her own, and then she, you know, you see this little transformation go on where she embraces the adventure, and finally she beca- she lives out her her real life fantasy. 
So, guys, let's embrace this adventure and start with unbelievability. Oh, guys. Mm. I got... Where do you begin? Where do you begin? This is the movie (laughs) where I have a star for, like, almost every single note that I've written down. Yeah, I got a few of those, too. Uh, Well, guys, listeners, let me tell you that Stephen with a V probably has about... 10 pages of notes, maybe 15. Can you count it out for us? You know what? I'd like a little... Can you... you, I want a little fucking appreciation. Can you... Okay. Well, hold on a second. Listen. (laughs) First off, you're in my house right now, number one. Number two, you... I was... First off, I begged you guys to be a part of this. Begged you, okay? To be a part of this. I don't know what you mean. We wanted so you look, to be on I the took podcast. Like 10, I took a minute, like maybe 20 pages of notes. Like I put some effort into this. Oh, we appreciate that. It's impressive. And, We're just and saying. I, and I think by the end of my notes, I was like incoherent from last night too. So You but. were. So I think <laughs> you'll have to get like a video for the gram, like of him flipping the pages for his notes. So Will do. He, there was a, in minute 30, from minute 30 to like minute 40, we were pausing every two minutes. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I learned. I think I, I got the hang of things and I just let it go. Okay. You adjusted. I did. You I adjusted. did. I did. So, Stephen, how would you like to start Unbelievability? What would you like to highlight first? Hmm. That's a, that's, unbelievability is pretty interesting in this story. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the villains unbelievability danny devito as a villain you know four foot ten danny devito and then ira that's a snapper <laughs> that was, that really, was good. really good what a snapper so you know what though with danny devito this is the third time i've seen him as a villain though man did he look young what Boy, else did, young. What, what else is he a villain in penguin batman yeah, yeah. Uh, and matilda I never watched Matilda. I didn't like that little girl. I've talked to you about that. <laughs> so I refuse to watch that fucking movie. She's a bitch. Who, Matilda? No, just the girl who plays her. Mm. Mara Wilson. Wait, Sarah Jessica Parker, didn't she look kind of hot in that? Matilda? No, wait, what was she the witch in? She, she was a witch in something. She looked really Hocus good. Focus Focus? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Almost the same movie. Only time so I ever, close. Only time I ever found her really attractive. But anyway. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, I agree. Like, Danny DeVito and IR get portrayed as these really successful, like, thieves and... Thugs or, like, yeah. kind of, like, mo- little mobsters or something. Meanwhile, they're, like, bumbling all over the place. Ira doesn't bumbling. do it. <laughs> Ira doesn't do a damn thing. Wait, can, Except- we, can we highlight Ira real quick? Because this guy, for, like, 1984, has got a... You know, you can't forget what he looks like. He's got this massive chromat, like, this massive skull... With no hair on it, but then like a mullet little, you know, hair covering the size of his ears and nothing. And then he's got this mustache. It's got to be two inches long. His upper lip was That's huge. where I think his hair went. I think he <laughs> shaved the head and did, put did, it on his lip. Oh, it was massive. Did he do like a little like transplantation right here? Absolutely, because that was a thick stash. Yeah, so he was comical. I mean, like... Do you believe him as a villain, Ira and Danny DeVito? Like, they were the bumbling comedian villains. But then you get Mr. Zolo. Zolo, the Colombian, like, dirty army chief. He he was kind of cool. He looked like a good villain. He kind of played the, 
the part. I think he did well. Guys, I still don't know why that custodian at the apartment in the beginning had to die. I found that unbelievable. So we understood how bad Zolo was. Zolo is so bad, he's going to kill a fucking gem. But did he enjoy it? You saw the face of a maniac. Did he enjoy it? He looked like he did. Like he looked crazy. He had. He just had. He, and it was a switchblade. Like <laughs> it was. It was like he was like, gonna give him a paper cut with like that thing. Fucking grease. Like what they have. Like in grease. Like they just go. And then they're like little. He's from Colombia. Come on, you're looking. 1984. He's getting through customs. I mean, guy brings a switchblade and just takes care of business. I mean, he's a. He looks like an officer in the military. He doesn't need anything to do. His, he doesn't need a gun. He just... I was shocked when he pulled out a badge. I had completely forgotten that he wasn't just like from the drug cartel. He was actually an officer of the law. The law. That must be, that must be why there's no crime in Colombia because they have guys like that taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Man, South America is supposed to be um, a very interesting place with rules and regulations. Well, very interesting. It's that one of the facts was they were supposed to shoot this in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And I felt really bad like I was stereotyping because I was like, man, that's what happens when you get to Colombia. You get killed and chopped up. But then the facts that they had to move production to Mexico because of all the American kidnappings that were happening. Holy shit. In Colombia? Mm-hmm. So mm. was this during like Pablo Escobar? I don't know. Okay. Just wondering. So guys... Yeah, so for me, villains not you know on the believability factor, um, it wasn't wasn't there. But you know, this is a comedy, so I feel like you know part of the bumbling part contributed to the you know the the aura. Yeah, like how Danny mm-hmm. DeVito's driving the cop around in his car and like holding the hat down <laughs> right. over his like eyebrows so he doesn't recognize. Makes that. him totally unrecognizable. Absolutely. Nobody would notice a four ten man. <laughs> I wonder if he was sitting on a phone book or something. Oh, oh. Danny DeVito, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, I hope you don't Ooh, twins. find it offensive. I've never seen that movie either. Rom-com. Oh, it's fantastic. So my first unbelievability, and Marie can see all of my notes here, because uh, we're sitting cheek to cheek. My first unbelievable is, <laughs> who's the main character, Steven? Joan Wilder. This bitch isn't surviving in COVID times. <laughs> she has no tissues. She has no toilet paper. What the fuck you gonna do when the coronavirus comes for you? Yeah, but you know what? She has alcohol. A lot. Not She it, copes. It is a lot. She had a mini bottle. No, 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 no. But what about in the beginning? She had like 20 She's mini bottles. She's always drinking. Wait, where did you find... 20 mini bottles. I saw her drink one mini bottle. She has mini bottles on her like shelf. And there's probably about like 20 of them because I was watching them. I was wondering why she ha- was drinking from mini bottles and not just buy one big bottle. Isn't that a waste of some money? Just buy one big bottle. Wait, don't you guys remember like the opening scene where she whips her, her glass that she was drinking from into the fireplace in the very beginning? I sure did. I'd like can I can I draw on a little personal experience and and uh, just kind of insert that this bitch is crazy. Who throws their perfectly good dinnerware in the fire? Joan Wilder does. (laughs) So I I will have to say. So as soon as I saw her do that, I thought back to my uh, my childhood in the eighties, and uh, we take our football pretty seriously. We did this all the time. We take our football very seriously. 
And I remember my father in the 80s was uh, watching a Steeler game, and um, <laughs> we had a fireplace, and um, if I'm not mistaken, he might have had a beverage, and uh, that scotch glass got whipped in the brick fireplace during a Steeler game out of frustration. That's amazing. So I was like, June Wilder and my dad have something in common? That's that's fantastic. Well, however, Joan Wilder was celebrating, and I think it was the opposite for Stephen with the PH. <laughs> so I thought we were going to get some clarity on why she chucked her shit in the fireplace. Never did. Mm-mm. I guess that's just a part of her process. To be honest, I found her celebration process unbelievable. I did as well. Okay, here's the thing. I have a question for you, Allison. Mm-hmm. At what point did you write a note down about her cat? Because I wrote a note saying, you know, Allison's writing a note about her cat. Mm. Let me look and see. Um, the cat gets a celebratory meal. I knew there would be a cat note. There were several. <laughs> I was very excited that Zola didn't kill the cat. Hmm. Romeo seemed like a great cat. But... Uh, her celebratory process like she lit the fireplace and in my head i'm like okay so she's gonna get a glass like a bottle of wine and she's gonna get her vibrator and that's her celebratory process no she gets a teeny tiny grand marnier is that what it was Mm -hmm. drinks it and then throws everything into the fireplace yeah but listen you know i'm I'm gonna you know if you're gonna tie some uh uh you know, some sex into this at this point in time. First off, when you're thinking of Joan Wilder, she's so annoying and frumpy, she doesn't even know how to pleasure herself. Like, think about it. Like, look at her and, and how awkward she is. And she might have some fantasies in her head, but to me, she would be so awkward during intimacy that she doesn't even know her own body. So she's not going to sit around with a vibrator, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I just can't see that. It's a very valid point. Not comfortable in her own skin. No, not a bit. She doesn't even know how to pleasure herself. I feel bad for Michael Douglas. I mean, Jesus. No, 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 no. I think she went through major character development. You think Michael Douglas brought it out of her? Hey, did she unleash the tiger? Did he unleash the tiger? Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) We gotta wait on that. All right, guys. Is it too soon to ask? Do we find Michael Douglas attractive? Absolutely. In this movie, absolutely. Oh wait, I got to hear this. Come on, because I'll give you my impression, but I got to hear you guys talk about this. I went back and forth. Whenever he takes her heels off and gets that machete and chops off her heels, I was like, oh, baby. However, unbelievable, because that's not how heels work. You can't just chop the heels off and they turn into walking shoes. (laughs) That's not how it works. Uh, Well, you bring that up and you're talking, you know, you could be talking about an iconic scene at that point in time with the heels. But... Go well, ahead. I know you're well, talking wait. about Michael Douglas. I want to hear your thoughts. There were some times that I could not find him attractive, mostly when he smiled. He kind of looked like a schlep to me. But go ahead. Fuck. Say the right name. Marie. Marie? <laughs> no, I thought he was... See, okay. I felt like he had like the mullet that we like going on the 80s mullet that was my second question was it a mullet i think it was a mullet i think he had the 80s kurt russell mullet which kurt russell michael slash michael douglas i felt Mm. like they both rock it i feel like kurt russell does it better i think kurt russell's hotter hair Mm. 
Kurt I, Russell has thicker, wavier hair, so I felt like that works with the mullet a little bit better. Wasn't he allegedly a sex symbol back then, Michael or, Douglas? Yo, or like, yeah. how long was he a sex symbol? Well, he did all of those. He did all of the sex shows, like Basic Instinct. Oh, see, sex I don't shows. Know. Did he show his donger? I don't know. Did he show his donger, Bernard? I'd see. I'd take Basic a look at his Instinct? donger. Isn't that where Sharon Stone like kind of flashed the beef right there? The beef. We gotta call it the beef more often. The beef. Beaver (laughs) liquor. Have you guys ever picked up alcohol from Beaver Liquor? No. It's a legit place. It's called Beaver Liquor. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just thought I thought that he was attractive. I like it when a guy gets dirty. He fell in the mud. He's definitely like chopping those plants with the machete. I like that in a guy. I don't want my guy too clean. So I married Bernard. I'm going to buy him a machete and just have him chop some trees down in the backyard. Like it, but think of Michael Douglas. You, you ever see Michael <laughs> Douglas on the red carpet and he looks so proper in his little tuxedo? I kind of find it hard for him to in be in some kind of tuxedo. jungle. Like you, th- you see... Whoa, what the hell was that? Yahtzee. <laughs> How do you feel about him and Catherine Zeta-Jones? Is that appropriate? Bernard, what are your thoughts? Have you, ta- have you sipped that? Andy's, what's it called? Andy's Mints? Andy's Candies. Andy's Candies. So I I do think Michael Douglas is attractive in this movie. Long story short, I find him attractive in this movie. I don't like his smile. I don't like the white outfit. Oh, that white outfit was something. I think I laughed out loud when I saw it. And it was not supposed to be funny. He was supposed to be hot. Yeah, I was not. Uh, He came in strutting his stuff. (laughs) I thought he was going to pull out like a cha-cha, like a... (sighs) (laughs) You could see him... <laughs> with his oh, with his maracas and his um yeah. castanets. Yes, thank you. Good job. Well, but uh, the dance he did almost pull out a cha cha because they were doing some salsa dancing. Ooh, that was hot. Thanks, yeah. Bernard. Thanks, Bernard. Well uh, done. Well done. Um, so we're already on our second drink, listeners. It's good. It goes down smooth. I feel like it's smooth. really good for heartburn. Hmm. Yeah, but you know what? You go a little extra with this mint. I mean, this could turn pepto bismoe. Can you not ruin this experience for me, Stephen, with the V? Come on. I've probably ruined many experiences for you. Both of you, frankly. Yeah, that's true. And quite, I probably enjoyed every little bit of it. So <laughs> True. Uh, what? The ouzo? Mm. So Bernard would like Allison and I to do a shot of ouzo because he did a... I thought that was Get in here. You accepted the terms of the bet. The bet was the bet. Your combined your combined steps in a week against mine, and I beat you by thirty thousand steps. Your combined. Give 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 more details to the, the listeners. The deets. Give the deets. So, I made a bet that loser does a shot of uzo. Mm, this might not be good for you. Do it. Do it. And then how I'll many how many steps did you do last week? During during the work week, like a hundred and twenty five thousand. Guys, I think I did about That's maybe forty five. That's a lot. Yeah. And work week is like five days. I can't believe I took the bet. 
I don't know if I'm doing 500 they, steps a day. I couldn't <laughs> believe they took the bet. You basically forced us to take the bet. There was no option to not take the bet. I let you. I, there was also a thing called a Get Fit Bingo where they they beat me one day. I let them add a third person to it. Of your choice. Of my choice. Steven, just smell this for me. Mm. All you had to do was beat me another time. You would have won. Metoxa by Metoxa. Do it. Whoa. So that's interesting. The terms was that if we lost this, it's like a liquid good and plenty. Sorry. Yeah, it's fucking awful. You take a little swig. It's like black sambuca. No, taste it. No, I insist. Nice. 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 It's a liquid good and plenty. It's fantastic. It's black licorice. It's Love good it. and plenty. It's not bad. Actually. If I liked good I, I, I and like plenties. That, I like that better than this uh, this drink. You want to drink some ouzo on the rocks? No. That's disgusting. No. All right, I'd Alice, like to just put it in the camera. So since we lost this bet, we have to take a pool of ouzo. And it's the fucking worst. It could be worse. It could be Campari. Hmm. I would vomit all across this bar. You Don't worry on the wood. Do we do like two? Two seconds? Yeah, that's fine. Mm. One, two. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm going to pull my own Joan Wilder right now. Do you remember her doing this? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. I, I don't That's an unbelievable. That. Can you tell me a little bit that's about that? That's an unbelievability thing. So they're sitting in this... <laughs> They're sitting in this cargo plane. Got a little bite. Sharing <laughs> some Jose Cuervo by the looks of it. And he takes a pool of this tequila and hands it to her. And she takes like a rag that she fucking pulls out of her ass and then just wipes it, the, the, the mouth of it off so she can take a pool. And I'm like, you're in the jungle with this man who saved you. And, and don't you're forget gonna... your campfires lit by bricks of marijuana, too. Oh, very problematic. Just remember that. Yeah. Very believable, right? You're... Oh, we stumble on this airplane filled with bricks of marijuana in the jungles of Colombia. Actually, maybe that is believable Go, now Marie. that I say it. Black licorice. Remember the blackjacks candy, like the taffy? Ugh. It's like, ugh. Yeah, the more that lingers, the the worse it gets. It's like warm all the way down, and I mean, it's terrible. Initially, it's not that bad, and then it man, is that medicine like? I oof. I don't like black licorice. I don't like black licorice. You, you could substitute Nyquil for that. So I wanna. I feel, I feel like I would rather drink Nyquil. I wanna go on some things here. What would you like to go on? Well, can we preface this? I'm sorry, I keep railroading you. Can we preface this with, I want to explain to Steven because he was asking us about our podcast and then shared with us that he had never listened to our podcast. Um, So I want to share with him and the listeners alike, unbelievability, whenever we find things unbelievable, it's not a negative. We like it when a rom-com is unbelievable because it's more of like an escape. We want that escape. We want to kind of take that hour and a half to two hours and just kind of leave ourselves and really enjoy the movie and what could never happen to us and kind of go on this little adventure. Oh, and that's what makes characters interesting. I mean, when you take a look at Ira... Uh, and and he's kind of like a mob guy, a henchman. Look at that snapper. Look at that snap. Oh wait, what did what did he say? Um, look at a snapper, or what a snapper. Yeah, snapper. But he's 
you can laugh at the guy, but you know what? There's always a slow. There's a, no, even he's so unbelievable. There's just enough believability that you could probably apply some of his traits to people that you know. I want to go back. <laughs> That's Uzo. Uzo. Yeah, I burped. It was the worst. Thing. I want to mm. go back to the sister being kidnapped. And that scene, because that whole thing was unbelievable. One, you're afraid you're, for your life. You're going to get out of the car and pull the garage door closed after you. I'm just going to drive away. Like, All right, wait, come on, guys, listen. I, I, can't, I can't let this go without talking. You know, first off, you know, if you have any male listeners in there, I, I'm just going to tell you, this. it's a great movie, number one. But number two, if you're a car person, this lady, this lady she's in freaking Columbia, and she pulls out a Ford AC Cobra. Like, she pulls out a Shelby AC Cobra. Is that, that real or fake? Um, Is I, it a replica? I'd have to say that was a replica. In my opinion, that was a replica. Um, a replica I mean, is a, like a fifth of the price. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, and even right back then. It, but it had yeah, wire yeah. wheels. I mean, it looked... Listen, for the movie, it served its purpose. And listen, like, we're talking believability as well. You know, I mean, I listen... You know, blonde lady in Columbia pulls out a, an AC Cobra, a Shelby AC Cobra. Come on. I mean, and, you know, I think it's supposed to be a 427. It's tough to say without really examining. But it was pretty cool, especially when it's running around on grass. But that kid just whoops that little, uh, what do you call the bolo? The bolo and just like uh, takes her out. And then this 10-year-old kid's ripping around in an AC Cobra. Shelby, this is awesome. That was wild. I felt like that was unbelievable. It was like this kid had like a master's degree in car chases. And he like was cutting across traffic and doing what he had to do. No. God bless that, him. Whole, that whole scene was unbelievable to me. So that was the best car chase scene. Mm, I just thought of... Um, What's up, Doc? Yeah. And not the best car chase scene, but that was up there in car chase scenes mm. until they got the little mule. Mm. That was fun. I mean, you want to get into that now or you want to? I mean, that was fun. I feel like with unbe- in unbelievability, it's unbelievable. Let's take, let's just run with it and see where it takes us. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, th- I think that was a pretty endearing part of the movie, you know. Um, they th- at that point in time they're just coming out of the jungle and and they're coming on a little bit of a civilization and I think they find themselves upon this farmland and there's all these I guess what look to be sketchy characters and weird animals in the streets and you I know, wouldn't call a llama weird. Oh, I mean it's okay. Look, it's definitely third world Colombia. At least they're trying to, to do that. And you know by the time they walk down this little street, there's probably what a gang of 10 to 20 people amassing behind them. Can we keep in mind by this point, they have had a gunfight. (laughs) They've walked at least seven miles through the wilderness. They have swung across a cliff on a vine. So, and while they've gone this many miles in the jungle, she's in heels and a skirt. They've also did a mudslide. Wait, listen. Like, we, okay, you know, we jump, we fast forwarded a little bit, you know, because we're talking. There's some really cool car scenes in here, really cool car scenes, and they seem to be related to Ford. So we kind of fast forwarded a little bit, but um, I don't know. Like, you know, in, in my opinion, some of our my favorite scenes are as soon as that, you know, as soon as that bus crash happens. It's like the the action starts. Mm-hmm. We're you know, this is a romantic comedy, but I think there's a healthy dose of action in here. 
that that also makes this movie pretty cool. You know, so there's 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 good comedy, there's some romance, and you can see how that relationship buds. You know, so you know we, we'll talk about that mm, in a little bu- bit. Budding relationships. With we'll talk about that in a little bit. June Wilder. June Wilder. There are a lot of unbelievabilities, though. I, I mean, it's it's probably going to take us like an hour to get through them all. Uh, but speaking of that mudslide, how believable is it that they survived unscathed <laughs> through that mudslide? Through all of this. It was like a thousand feet long, like off of a mountain. Did it not look fun? You know, when you're observing it. Did it not look fun? Are you only saying it looked fun because he ended up in her vagina? Well. He landed face first in her vagina. Well, I mean, there was definitely an unexpected prize at the end of that journey. But, you know, the ground just disappeared underneath their feet. Okay. And they're just going on a slip and slide. How many, you know, maybe half mile long down this massive mud hill. And he just comes falling down. And, well, first, she's there. Um, and she looks like she's in a position where she's giving birth. You know, mm-hmm. her her legs are bent and she's disheveled and wet and just miserable. And she's, you know, wet in more than one way. Hey, now. And then Michael Douglas just comes flying down this hill and his head just lands right down in her crotch. It was hilarious. Would we say maybe rom-com coincidence? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. It was hilarious. I laughed out loud and you know, I can remember I can remember that scene at 7 oh, laughing boy. out loud. I can I can remember laughing. It's just hilarious. And now you know you, there's a little bit more discomfort when he lands in her crotch, you know, her androgynous ass crotch. I'm sorry. I just can't get into the Kathleen Turner. I think she gets very beautiful as the movie progresses. It's just something like I don't know if it's her voice. But it's just, I like her voice. I think it's sexy. I do too. Mm. No, no joke either. No. Mm. Yeah. Highlight of the movie for me was that mudslide into her crotch. Fantastic. And you know what? That you're you're probably sitting in the first 25, 30% of the movie. And man, that action just takes off. And you know, they have that bus accident or that that wreck. Everybody leaves except for two people. That was ridiculous. I found that unbelievable. Because that one creepy guy, Senor Zolo, says, oh, another bus will come along. Meanwhile, every villager who's lived there for all of their life hikes on down the road. I am not sticking behind with one creepy guy. I am following all of those villagers down the road. And w- Wait, did Joan Wilder's mother ever have a fucking conversation with her about staying in a... a s- hey, listen, don't stand by yourself in a weird place. Did did the middle of a jungle in Colombia ever strike you as, you know, go with a herd of people. Don't stay with the weird, you know, Colombian cartel mobster soldier. Never trust anybody with a mustache that thick. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't look at me like that, Marie. Sam Elliott. Ooh, I always trust Sam Elliott. It's a good call. Thank you. I also trust that hair. Tom Selleck and is oh I can poke holes is it, is he gay through this no. isn't Tom Selleck gay no I could have heard that recently that he was gay no he's not you sure about that don't even care still hot glorious body hair it's got, I? A, it's got a damn good mustache that's all I'll say 
It's iconic. It is iconic. His mustache. I'm saying with Sam Elliott. And his voice. Well, Sam Elliott's voice is pretty impressive. We need. It's not a rom-com. We need to do Roadhouse because. It's just Patrick, amazing. Patrick it's, it's Swayze amazing. isn't the sex symbol in Roadhouse. It's Sam Elliott. I'll stop it. He, he does like naked katas out there. What? You naked see katas? Sam Elliott's pubes. Mm-hmm. I think you do see his pubes. Oh, oh I can you tell do. you. Yeah, but because you know that's what? my iconic moment from that movie. Mm. She loves a little pube show. <laughs> wait, you got something in between your teeth right now, Allison. Is that... Oh, wait. Is it a pube? <laughs> Is that a pube? <laughs> that's, that's fucking nasty. <laughs> But yeah, Roadhouse is in, Roadhouse is a pretty sweet movie. I love Sam Elliott. I'm the cooler. <laughs> so okay, I wanna <laughs> I wanna go back to the the little mule. I wanna go back to Pepe's car chase here. Pepe. Pepe. L- is it little Pepe? Pepe? No, it's little mule. Little, uh, named it's not little. Pepe. It's little mule. So could the car have gone through a cornfield like that unscathed? Yes, I think it could have absolutely. Done okay, that. I was really wondering. Absolutely. about it. I'm glad that we have a car expert with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Now there is a jump scene in there. Loved it. Um, you know, I think you you know any believability when you go back to even Dukes of Hazard jump scenes. I just don't think cars perform like that. So you think that jump scene was unbelievable? Because it I did want to talk about it because I truly don't know if that's possible or mm, not. Yeah, I don't think so. Not possible. Not possible. I don't think we have the tools right now to actually... Oh, you know what? You just did have some dirt mounds made. <laughs> Maybe we could oh, try please. to that's jump kind of your pool. <laughs> that's a sore spot. Don't uh. go there. Please don't go there. One of the believability aspects that I would like to talk about, and it's something that I found believable, is uh, who's the main character? Joan Wilder. So whenever she took the machete and started chopping shit, that's what I would look like with a machete, hands down. Just like trying your best and not making it. (laughs) Just like... (laughs) Okay, but wait, wait, let's talk a little bit about what leads up to that point. So, you know... Michael Douglas is, you know, he, he he had his little business going on. He was in an accident and he loses everything too. You know, so we're talking a lot about how Joan Wilder is really struggling here. But don't, you guys need to start giving a shit about Michael Douglas. Okay. What happened to his business? And look, we're talking 1984. How much money did he say he lost in birds? Did he say he lost like seven grand or 11 grand or something crazy? 15000 $15,000 in 1984 in exotic birds? Come on. That's nuts. That's nuts. But let's feel bad for him. He lost everything too. And uh, you know, Joan Wilder is trying to get his assistance because she needs a, a reliable guy to get her from point A to point B because she needs to rescue the sister. So you know, then he gets five. You know, she uh, like they come to this agreement of five hundred dollars. Not enough. Totally not enough. Whoa, whoa, nineteen eighty four, five hundred dollars. What's that in today's? Okay, like we're yeah. we're talking five grand today, I would think. So that's five grand today. Right? I was expecting him to say, "I need I five grand then," because taking this woman who knows shit, like that's a lot. But here's I, what I like about this. You know, so Michael Douglas establishes himself as a chauvinist pig, like right off the bat. You know, so well, look, this is what happens to the relationship. The relationships, you can see some friction start. Like, so he accepts this job. We're getting a little 
little ahead track. of ourselves. Little, little ahead of ourselves. Of ourselves. Is okay. $500 in 1984 is equivalent to the purchasing power of about $1,240.60 in 2020. Get out of here. Are you serious? I will not get out of here. Please don't because we could not do this podcast without Marie. I'm shocked. I honestly, even back then, I think that $500 was too little. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that he accepted $375 in travelers checked and spent probably half of that on clothes for her. Mm-hmm. And, and a necklace. And a necklace. El Corazon. Now, granted, he was planning on stealing the jewel and taking it for his own purposes. So maybe he was looking at that planning as an, on an, it and did. A, an investment. Anyway. And any more unbelievabilities, Marie, that mm-hmm. you have that you would like to share? Yes, I had a couple here. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, it got pitch dark in Cartagena in two hours. They went up to the hotel room at about 1 p.m. And he said, I'll meet you in two hours. Pitch dark. Pitch fucking no, dark. No, took a nap. He said two hours. Mm. Pitch dark. It's Hollywood. Come on. I found... Over and over again, I found it unbelievable that she could enjoy herself so much while her sister was being held hostage. To me, I'm like, if my sister's being, or even my brother, family member being held hostage, I'm fucking a mess. I'm like, I need to do this now. I need to go now. No, there's no time for stopping. There's no time for sleeping. There's no time for fucking. We got to go now. Yeah, but you got to think of it. Yeah, well, while that is happening, she still has collect, like assets on her. She's being chased. So she, not only is she trying to save somebody, you're talking about believability. She's also like getting chased by multiple people. She's getting chased by like the Colombian cartel or army or whatever it is. And then she's got Ira and uh, whatever the hell. Danny Ralph. Beat. Ralph. Yeah. So, I mean, like she, not only, she's evading people, too. So... What? Why are you, Marie, why are you shaking your head at me? Because I'm thinking it's not only about saving her sister. It's about also saving herself. Go fuck <laughs> yourself. Get the hell out of here. And if it takes a good one-off with Michael Douglas, Jack, trustworthy Colton to get that done. It did look very erotic. Trustworthy gets my lady boner up. Felt weird saying this. <laughs> I think I, I th- did I mishear you? Did, did, I've never heard that before. Lady boner? You, Pitch perfect. You gotta pick, I've, picture I've Mike never again. heard of a, a lady boner? Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's when your clit gets rolling gorged. <laughs> oh, that's a lady boner? I didn't know that that's, that's what it's called. She's making that I'm making it up! <laughs> it might be true, but she's making it up. <laughs> My clit's the size of a... Shut- 50 cent piece. (laughs) That's pretty disgusting. That would would block your hole. (laughs) But you would be very stimulated. Here, I don't know if you ladies are aware of this, but I I think... Is your clit the size of a 50 cent piece? No, but I think female weightlifters that have taken hormones and steroids have massive clits. So it has the opposite. Does it effect on women that it doesn't have on well, men? No, well, no. So my, my understanding is, is the more testosterone a woman has in their body, the larger their 
Uh, labia and clit are in my my understanding. I thought it was labia. Labia, Not labia. labia. I don't. I don't have that shit. Hey. I love it, but I don't have it. It's the amygdala. <laughs> That's all I know. What? <laughs> our, our family has trouble pronouncing body parts. <laughs> so the clitoris my, or clitoris? Ooh, I say clitoris. clitoris or clitoris. I think I like clitoris better though. But I definitely say Do you think Michael clitoris. Douglas found Joan Wilder's clitoris? Oh or yeah. Clitoris? Did you see how they were laying? He definitely had it rested on it. <laughs> you think he did a little dry hump in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, who can resist him in that white outfit? Jesus, he looked. Oh, wait, wait, can we go? Wait, we're talking this about believability. Let's talk about some of that 80s hair. Can you believe that people wore that kind of hair in sincerity out in public? So, the feathering. Holland Taylor's hair, the friend Gloria, the publisher, mm. her hair uh-huh. is fucking ridiculous. I, I couldn't stand her character. Couldn't stand her. On the other hand, sorry, Joan Wilder's hair I thought was fabulous. So I liked it better before it was styled for their date. I thought that with her date, it looked more frizzy. Before the date, it was like naturally wavy. It was very beach hair. And then they ruined it. They like teased it it around her face. Yeah. I much preferred it before that. I think her hair is just another part of her that's not attractive. So I think her hair was part of her transformation. Um, I think her hair. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. She had like this grandma bun at the beginning mm-hmm. that really upset me physically. Along with her clothes, like those big collared clothes, so frumpy. Yeah. Every Awful. time, like you saw in the jungle, her clothes like, av- like start to get smaller and smaller. It was like, oh, her character is opening up now. Every time she lost a piece of clothing. Excuse and same me. with her hair. Her hair was down, and I think it was more like yeah. she was open. So I want to give you my one last unbelievability, which I'm not going to phrase up as an unbelievability, but it's the last thing I want to talk about with unbelievability. I want to talk about and give props to General Zolo for keeping the cigar in his mouth after his hand had been bitten off and he was fighting someone <laughs> off with a switchblade. That cigar stayed in there as he was bleeding out and just like, good job, dude. Yeah, but you know, what happened when people used to have surgery back in the day? Didn't they put like a wooden stick in their mouth? Mm-hmm, true. So what if that was like his wooden stick? He just kept that cigar in there and he's like, you know, fuck, I just lost my arm. I gotta at least keep my cigar. Maybe it is believable then. Maybe he used it to cauterize his stump. Just get, just get that like cigar lit up. Take your, how hardcore would, how hardcore would you have to be to take your own fucking cigar to cauterize your own stump after an alligator? Talk to Rambo. He did it. No, he didn't. A cigar? No, with a cigar. But they did still- say Stallone used to inhale his cigars like a cigarette. Oh, I think you could even see it in some of the movies. Oh God, uh, he's a, he he's a bad dude. He's had too much plastic surgery. He's had too much steroids. Look at those veins in his chest. Anyone else want to talk about any unbelievability? Yeah, I got one. I got one last comment on believability. So we're looking at the end of this movie, and you know, I don't want to. I don't. Am I allowed to talk about some of these details without giving away like how the end works? Yeah, that's fine as long as it's 1984. Get over it. Yeah, I mean, okay. Look, so you know, they're on a treasure hunt. A lot of things happen. You know, I don't. You know, at one point in time, this massive. What is it? A crocodile or an alligator? 
crocodile. Alligators croc- have longer snouts. Okay, well, whatever it is, it's a piece of, of you know animatronics, I think, at some points in time. Look at that snapper. That snapper. Look at the snapper. So Michael Douglas is on top of this building. Oh, good call. And, I'm glad you brought this and, up. You know, the treasure, I don't want to get into, you know, romancing the stones. Okay, it's a big stone. Great. Okay. So this crocodile swallows this massive stone on top of this building. It's this treasure that's worth who knows how much money. Is it so, an emerald? I thought so. It's a stone. Great. It's a stone. So, you know, you're thinking what, a two, like a 1,500, 2,000 pound crocodile? And Michael Douglas grabs a hold of this thing. Wow, it dives off the side of the building. He grabs the tail and sticks his legs like on the side of this building to trying to hold up like a 2,000 pound alligator. And it's Michael Douglas. And you see his arms. It's Michael got, Douglas. It's yes. Michael fucking Douglas. He probably was 150 pounds. He had no muscle. He, I like, thought there was a little bit of a bicep there. No. There, his, oh, his, come on. His arms were toned. Um, uh, no, they were skinny. I saw some biceps. Maybe his dick muscle was holding the alligator. I thought his specialty was cunnilingus myself. (laughs) Michael Douglas' specialty was cunnilingus. (laughs) Oh, my God. So his tongue. His tongue. Everybody knows he was a professional at the cunnilingus. But you know what? I enjoy my my craft. You know? I I enjoy it. I I take a lot of pride in that. So, true story... That was actually a real crocodile he was doing that to. Fuck. What? Stop it. He got whacked in the face a couple times. So the croc's mouth was wired shut and it actually did get loose. So they went after to get it, didn't realize that the wire had come off and the guy who went to get it had his hand mangled because the crocodile bit him. He had to be rushed to the hospital, almost lost his hand. Oh, the Holy thousands of pounds of force from a crocodile shit. bite too? Oof. That's insane. That's nuts. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a that's an interesting factoid there. Yep. So that happened. Hmm. Hmm. But Michael Douglas, regardless, was probably what 160 pounds soaking wet. He's not going to hold a 1,500 or 2,000 pound alligator that's hanging. Are you looking off up how tall he is? Okay. And he's still a schlep. I don't know how he was a sex symbol back then. Like if you look like. Look, I understand when you made comments about Harrison Ford. Like, I can look at Harrison Ford as a guy and say, look, I get it. I can understand how a woman can think he's attractive. But Michael Douglas, you know, he's got that. His nose was, you know, uh, what what did we discuss? It was like a European-looking nose. I mean, he's not a... He's a different looking dude with that hair. He's not a... You know, he's not on the Harrison Ford level. How do... What are women finding that guy? I don't get it. I could see women being attracted to the swagger. There were moments. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. There were moments where I was really attracted to him during this movie. Really? And then there were other moments where I was like, mm, I don't know. Did you find him dorky at all? At all in that movie? Not dorky at all. You found him like a, a prototypical leading man. Oh, that's a good picture. Let me see that. Snap. Snap. Uh, give me a screenshot. All of that. right. Look, I, I get that. I mean, like, so right there, he, I mean, he looks like a model. He's got a model thing going on, but he, he he's got a sultry look to him. I get it, but he still looks like a little piece of shit. Wow. Someone beat his ass. I'll send that to you. Yeah. Send that to me so I can post it. He definitely has some highlights. Or is that gray? Don't no, you that's think he looks definitely feminine there? Do you think that's a guy that you want to protect you and rescue you in the jungle of Colombia? Okay, listen. I can see Joan Wilder protecting his ass in Colombia. When they found that 
airplane and the skeleton was out and she turned and went into his arms and he held her. I was like, mm, yeah, I can feel that. And then he was like, you okay? And he took her head in his hands mm-hmm. like that. That was the most contact I, I've ever had with Marie in my life. Mm-hmm. But she has seen my boobs multiple times. And your vagina. It's true. I have you seen my Michael vagina? Douglas I have not seen your bad. Do you want to see my vagina? I'm Michael okay. Douglas has an unbelievable... <laughs> wait, so listen. We're, we haven't moved away from unbelievable, so I'm going to bring this up too. Is Michael Douglas a believable no. leading man to get a, a heroine out of Columbia? When you look at that picture, he's such a pretty boy. He's not doing shit in Columbia and, and rescuing some woman. You know what? I think his voice is very like like i don't i don't think he's a pretty boy i think he's rugged no look at him look at that picture no i get that picture what where'd it go oh i don't oh and i I don't care for that so listen to this do you do you remember here's what here's that kirk so we're talking about believability can i talk about what is believable about what he yes here's what i like so he accepts the offer um, he takes the five hundred. You know, he takes the offer for five hundred dollars in traveler's checks. He picks up her suitcase. It was three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Whatever. But he picks up her huge, massive, heavy suitcase because you know she overpacked because she's just anal. Everything about her is anal at the beginning of the movie. So he picks up this suitcase. He picks. He walks ten feet like he's gonna, you know, be a gentleman. And then he just whips it. Loved it. Whips it. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm in Colombia. Yeah, I'll carry this for you. Just fucking whips it. Loved it. I thought that was believable. That was hardcore. Chauvinist, but appropriate for the time. You know, the time in the situation. I, I think it's appropriate now. Mm-hmm. I think if you end up lost in the jungle and you're trying to carry on this big fucking suitcase, mm-hmm. lose it. Agreed. It's about survival. Yep. You got to lose it. Yep. She had her little carry. That's believable, though. Yeah, yeah, that's for believable. Sure. He, she deserved yeah. that, and that should have happened. But it was also funny that added to his swagger. And that's a thing. It's a I, dick move, but it's a good. Dick I like move. that word you just use. Swagger. swagger. He has it, and it draws women to him. He's still a little piece of shit. He just looks like he just looks like he needs his ass beat. Come on. No. Oh, so he's the celebrity you'd punch in the face. No. Ooh, what's a celebrity I got nothing that, against them? What's a celebrity you punch in the face? Man. We had this conversation. Mine's Pete Davidson on a very high level. Pete Davidson. Is that the Saturday Night Live guy? Yeah. Mine's Timothy Wait, Chalamet. Did Pete Davidson. Did, who, who's the hot chick he used to bang? Ariana Grande and. Oh, um, no, no, no. Yes. So listen to this. Side note. We're He's talking. He's got to have a big dick. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. He's. He's he, BDE. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But listen, Kate Beckinsale, when she won Sexiest Woman of the Year, they said, "What is it? How does it feel to be Sexiest Woman of the Year?" Do you know what her response was? Sticky. Ew! Oh. I don't uh, appreciate that. And Kate that. Beckinsale, no, she's so hot. Oh man, I would love to help, help nope. her uh, nope. realize some of that. Nope. Who's the celebrity you would punch in the face? That's what we're on right oh, now. Oh God, I don't know. Oh, Bernard says Woody Allen. Celebrity, oh, I, can, can I? Can I? Charlie like to, Chaplin. I gotta think about that a little bit. I can't come. Give me some time. Can I come back to that? Yeah, it took me about four months. So to, to figure out who he'd punch in the face. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do some thoughts. Cele- celebrity. Yes. Yeah, celebrity. No, celebrity. Not personal. Okay. Oh, and I'm not, not bringing politics that. into this. I'm just no, talking celebrity. Just celebrity. Hollywood. Yes. Specifically, has Hollywood. nothing to do with their personality. You uh, just let me think. Any of the Kardashians. And you're mm. like, mm, they mm. need to be punched in the face. 
Mm, let, me, let me think about it. The mom? Yeah, she caused all of this. She's a bitch. Hmm. Celebrity that needs punched in the face. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna file that away. Let me think about it. We'll come back to it. Can we move on to obstacles to them being together? Sure. Are we ready for that? I'm good. Let's do it. Great. Michael Douglas being kind of like a con man here. Really? Would we agree with that? Uh, hey, Allison, did you want another one? That's mine. So yes. Bernard, I am done. Like one and done. Like man, I'm gonna struggle through this second list. We gotta uh, do it. You have to. Yeah, it's just so. It's so sweet. It's the rule. In case we didn't mention that, which we didn't. Mm. We, we always drink two of the drink, unless it's Campari, and then we don't. What was the other one that we had a lavender Collins instead of actually doing the real drink? It was tequila and lavender, and it was fucking awful. Lavender, like tequila, Wait, lavender, lavender, and lavender lime. As an ingredient. Lavender as an ingredient paired with gin is fantastic. It's surprising. I've never good. heard of that. That's quite aromatic, isn't we'll it? We'll have to bring some out next time so you can. With a drink, never heard of it. That's pretty interesting. There is lavender simple syrup, and it's paired like if you put it with lime and gin or and tonic lemon. water. I'm hmm. sorry, I meant lemon. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Lemon simple syrup? No, 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 just lemon. So you got lavender simple Thank syrup, you. you get lemon, you get gin, and then top it with some tonic. Anyway, lavender is really great for drinks. Also, violet, great hmm. for drinks. What? Like, what, what do you mean, like the flower? Mm-hmm. But oh. like in syrup form, not in flower like form. Like creme, creme de violet. It's one of my favorite alcohols. Cre- cre- the cre- Instead cream of creme, creme de, de cacao, creme de violet. <laughs> I love purple drinks. Yeah. Cream de John Wilder. Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that either. Yeah, she's just not like sexy. That. I mean, like, oh. I, I can't watch. Like, believability, I'm sorry. I know you want to move on, but, like, Joan Wilder, in my opinion, has no believable sexiness no, whatsoever number, at any time. Number one, I think she is very sexy. Mm-hmm. I think her voice, I think her... When was the last time you heard her talk? Like, uh, other, I mean, I look, I know we watched her last night, but that's 1984. Oh, yeah. But, like, have you heard her talk, like, recently in the last 10 years? Well, and that's She's another- got a deep voice. Like, she smoked a lot at one time or something. Well, another thing that I want to say about her is I really admire that she didn't go to plastic surgery. I really admire her and her stance of just, you know, this is how my body went. Yeah, but they're talking and- 1984. I mean, like, what... I mean... Plastic Ooh, surgery wow. and Botox and some of that stuff wasn't that much of a mainstream I'm thing. I'm talking about now. I mean, I don't know. what you, We watched a movie from 84. Allison, I mean, come on. I'm just saying that... What's kind of racy? Let me see. Let me check this out. Come on. Hold on. Let me see this. I think she's very attractive. I think she's very beautiful, and I think it's very natural. Um, ah. All right, here, here's what I'll say. I wouldn't throw her out of bed for eating crackers in this picture that I'm looking at right oh, now. What? You've never heard that before? I've heard it. No. Allison, you never heard that? I wouldn't throw her out of bed for eating crackers? No. I wouldn't. Th- here, so listen. I wouldn't Is throw that her like out of- literal? Like you're sleeping with her and she's eating crackers in your bed and you throw her out? No, I'm talking like, look. It, it's, uh. Is, fuck. Is James going to throw me out of bed for eating pizza in bed? No, it's a it's an expression. It's an expression about your acceptance of the woman herself in terms of attractiveness. Okay, I don't. So care I'm saying, for that. like, I wouldn't throw her out of bed. I could do. I could work with this. I don't frankly. care for it. 
I could no. I'm talking about this Kathleen Turner in yeah, this I picture know. right here. I could work with this. I could work with this, but you know what? I just um, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it. We all have our things. I think she's hot in that picture. I do too. Look but at her hair. You yeah, I love it's, it. It's part of the it's time. too much. Part of the time. Way too much. Oh, you're saying that? That's rich. What's that? What the hell is that supposed to mean? You're too much. <laughs> Am I wearing you down to a nub? That's your specialty. But I'm serious though. Now when you see Kathleen Turner, I really admire how she just is. Well, I know nothing about her now, so I can't comment. I don't want to show you now. I'll show you after the podcast and then you can say. (laughs) Why? You think I tear it apart right now? Absolutely. Wow. Well, hey, so, people age, you know, I get it. So we were going to go on to obstacles to them being together, but I feel like we would do better to go over the rom-com coincidences. We went over one. Which was... I don't remember. Wasn't it a coincidence, the fact that um, Joan Wilder, the writer... Um, was writing about these actions and these heroines, and then she turns out to be in her own adventure. So she kind of lives out her own adventure. And through that, she does go from a um, a, a sniffling, dorky writer to a, a heroine herself. Mm-hmm. And she gets a, you know, she comes into her own. And I think that's kind of coincidental. So I, I, have a, I have a whole bunch. I believe, yes, you got like majority there in like a you nutshelled the movie there hmm. i would go one jack's truck stalled on the road where the bus is definitely rom-com coincidence because that brings the two of them together my personal favorite rom-com coincidence is all of the drug like thugs in columbia in the middle of nowhere knowing who joan wilder is Oh, that was hilarious. That was so awesome. Joan Wilder? Mm-hmm. Come well, hang out. Let's hang out. And I know this is where the coincidence means the believable. So they're walking through this this little town, and that gang of masses behind them, and they, they're looking for help, and they take them to the Bellman, remember? What, did we ever find out why he was called the Bellman? No, or, we never found out I don't think they dove the into that, did they? That was think, edited out of the movie, maybe? I think he's just the drug lord. Yeah, but you know what? It's so funny. Like, he comes to the door and he looked like a hard ass. He did look like a drug lord. That's kind of like what he represented. I'm serious. I think he was probably supposed to be like a drug lord. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And then we come to find that he sits down and reads the Joan Joan Wilder's novels to the village. <laughs> On Saturdays. On Saturdays, yeah. That's great. It's fucking great. That's good. And he just wants to hang out with her. What do you want to drink? He's a good host. He is a good host. He's a good host. Yeah. And, and, you know, he even... He has... um, What's that Italian one? Peroni? Peroni. He has Anchor Steam. Mm, ahead yeah. Ahead of its time. Anchor Steam in 1984? Mm-hmm. That's that's good shit. Yeah. For 1984, I mean, we're talking craft beer back then. He also had Grand Marnier, the, the big size of her mini. So, again, like anything with Danny DeVito, the cop getting into Danny DeVito's car... Um, Joan and Jack getting into Devani DeVito's car and he's sleeping in there. The cop out on patrol who just happens to see them drive away in Danny DeVito's car. The cop like going into Michael Douglas's junk with the butt of the gun and the sword being in 
like in his underwear. Well, how so about, that's how, how they... about the coincidence of seeing all these alligators and crocodiles all throughout the movie? You know, you, you see these little things all over the place. And I don't know, maybe are they just like running rampant in Colombia or never you know, been this guy? Wait, wait, I don't this... think they would be native, but Ira's got a snapper somewhere like he's on a boat and he's got a little one. Then we're in Colombia. And I think the fact that you see, you're seeing these crocodiles all over the place and then it ends up eating the treasure that they find come on i have no idea but yeah that was another coincidence on, yeah yeah um so there was just a lot of rom-com coincidences if you're looking for plot holes in this movie you might find a couple that's all we're saying <laughs> that's all we're saying i think a coincidence was uh michael douglas's head plummeting into kathleen turner's vagina I think that's a rom-com coincidence. Best scene in the movie. Uh, so now, obstacles to them being together. Gators are native to Colombia. Alligators, not crocodiles. Any kind of crocodile, gator, whatever. What I, about obstacles being together? Like, what about their dynamic in the beginning? You know, you got two people that have two very different goals. Okay, you got um, you got Kathleen Turner that's looking to have somebody rescue her. Looking to have sex. <sighs> she doesn't know it yet, but you know she wants it. She doesn't know it yet. Oh, she needs it. She wants. She, no, she, she needs, needs it. it. She, she wants it. it. Do you think Michael Douglas needs it? Mm. Do you, I mean, obviously, I think he, he gets enough. It. Really, in Colombia? I mean, like, like where? Villages? What what makes you <laughs> young virgins? Birds for sex? Yeah. Hey, I'll give you this parrot. You give me you give me a week's worth of sex. In Colombia, is that how it works? A week? That's a long time. I would say a parrot would be good for one time. Fuck, we're talking fifteen thousand of birds. No, no, no. What's we're one talking parrot? about we're talking about fifteen thousand in birds plural. I'd say one bird is like six hundred. Okay, look. Maybe so... two fucks. What? In 1984, two fucks for 600 bucks? 1884? 1984. 1984. Well, 1884, shit, you can live. Where did you pull? We're not coming to Frontierland here, Allison. I just imagine. So whenever I think of like Wild West, even Game of Thrones, I just think of how like gross and smelly sex would be. Like all the time I'm like, ugh. Outlander, the writer in Outlander, like she always has the narrator talk about how she can smell the guy's musk and stuff like Ah, that. So you know it's like, no, I don't want to smell the pubes. Pubes. I think you just get used to it back then. Don't care for it. Mm. I don't want that. Mm. So I think I think that they I think who said they have different goals. Oh, I mean completely cuz so you're looking at, you know, someone that's trying to find their sister and then the guy that's trying to make the quick box somehow. Finding birds in the jungle, making the quick box. You said buck. make the quick box. No, make the like quick box. Like vagina. No, I didn't say quick box. Well, because he wants a sailboat. So she wants to save her sister and he wants a sailboat. Yes, that's and his goal. He's like devil may care. So like he's very carefree. He doesn't want to be tied down. And I think that's what she's after. She wants to be taken care of. She wants to be stable. And he's not a stable person. So that's what I think their obstacle kind of boils down to. Can I, can I, um, Marie and Alice, can I ask you a question about the obstacles? Do it. So throughout this story, 
you find that Joan Wilder is trying to find her sister, but yet Michael Douglas um, is looking for financial gain all along the way, right? Mm -hmm. So them going after the treasure together, is that an obstacle to their relationship or is that help them achieve their relationship? Because you got to think that Michael Douglas and his character is so interested at getting rich. I think he's willing to do that at any cost. Mm -hmm. And I think, you you know, there's a crossroads there when he's holding that, that crocodile, right? I mean, is that an obstacle? You know, his lust for fortune, is that an obstacle to his relationship and love for Joan Wilder? Absolutely. And I, I want to go back on this a little bit later when we talk about do they stay together? Because I think that you're bringing up some really excellent points there on the longevity and stability of their relationship. So I, I do want to go back to that. So, yeah, I mean, because, you know, the relationship itself, and I don't know if you want to hit the relationship up a little bit later, but, you know, well, do you want to segue just right into chemistry right yeah. now? Let's talk I mean, about chemistry. The thing, I mean, because part of their chemistry is, you know, part of the obstacle. I'm like, they're both going through this obstacle. You know, they're um, being chased by a bunch of people, and that's an obstacle to their relationship. But it also, you know, when you're going through these situations, that's what kind of fuels the romance. It bonds you. That's what yes. I was just going to say. Yes. Is that an obstacle or is that something that enhances it because you have the shared trauma? So I think their goals are just so different throughout the movie, though, that it's an obstacle, but it absolutely, it actually feels the chemistry at the same time. It's interesting to see that carry throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that they had absolutely great chemistry throughout the movie. I thought the banter was great. Mo like, the moment they met to the end, just perfection. Because you had, like... You had little glimpses of what their relationship could be, like him hugging her after she finds the skeleton. Um, that was a great scene. He buys her that necklace, which, you know, I'm not sure if that was manipulative of him and trying to get her to trust him or if he did that because he was falling for her. I think he did it because he was falling for her. I don't think it was manipulative. I think it was... You know what? I'm just going to buy her something nice because I care about her. Hmm. What's your take on that, Stephen, with the V? I'm just, I'm not a romantic guy. <laughs> because here's my thing. He gives her that necklace and then as they're fucking, he takes the map out of the bed and puts it back in her bag. So he was still after the map at that point. So... I think you should have taken a map and smacked her across the face with it in the in the heat of lust, <laughs> or smacked her ass like flipped her over on doggy style, take the map, just kind of smack that Kathleen Turner ass, that androgynous ass. I'm not quite sure where you want to go with that, so you go <laughs> ahead and take over. I just came I'm out gonna, of nowhere. I'm gonna move on, and I'm gonna <laughs> say that you could really like the first time. Obviously, there was some chemistry when he dove face first in her vagina. Loved it. Um, loved it. So funny. I loved his reaction. He just, it was he just, just that shitty he was grin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the first time, like her dress tore, like her skirt tore, and he peeped that leg, mm -hmm. and he licked his lips, mm. and he was like, mm "Hmm, 
I can see this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning about the things that women like think and look up into that guys see, not really don't really see look this at. is why you should start listening to our podcast mm, interesting this might give me one insight into women see, might help me with my relationship with my wife maybe i should talk see, to you guys some more often about my relationship <laughs> with my wife see this is the thing i personally don't care for porn i like romantic comedies Especially if there's a little nudity, because I like that soft core. I like the story. I like the buildup, and that's what that's what does it for me. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, also after he peeped that leg was whenever they saw that dead body, and mm-hmm. he like cradled her head and was like, mm-hmm. "You okay?" He showed that concern. I also like that chemistry. Like the exchange whenever she was like, you're not paying attention to me. You don't care what I have to say. I'm trying to learn about you. And he like takes down that snake. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember? And when they pulled that snake out. Well, first off. It was like 18 feet long. You know, we're, you're still dealing with the fact that she's completely out of her element. Right. You're talking about the big city girl that has her cashmere sweater that hasn't had sex in forever. And she finds herself in Colombia. You know, and this guy is in the middle of saving her and she's in danger and he just, you know, she's she's high from the campfire that was lit by the bricks of marijuana and they're drinking tequila and they're, they're finally getting, you know, they had a lot of adversity throughout the day. They're finally starting to loosen up around each other. And then he just sees this massive snake, cuts its head off and pulls like a 10 foot snake out from behind her and she freaks out. That was pretty funny. That and he was, was so good. nonchalant about it. He, he was a dude right there. That machete. It's great. Can I say one more unbelievability? She lives in New York City full time, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes outside of her apartment and she has those people that are on the street that are trying to sell her shit. You're living in New York City. You walk past that shit. You don't listen to it. You don't get bought out by those people. I'm a tourist and I just walk straight by. You don't say anything. You don't look at them. You just walk on by. And like you're living in New York and you're going to talk to them. Absolutely not. Hmm. Well, or does that just speak to how cooped up she's been and that how does that speak to her being kind of shunned out of society because she's always writing and she doesn't know how to act even in her own atmosphere. So how is she going to act in Colombia? It's a good point. Yes. Her life sounds like my dream. Just be cooped up on myself. With little Romeo, your kitten. Hold them at least once a day. You're living your dream. We've been sheltered in place for months. Tell me about it. It's been great. <laughs> I feel trapped. Uh, I <laughs> The ending did a lot for the chemistry for me. Um, when he is going to dive off the roof to go after the crocodile, and she said something like, you're going to leave me here. And he turns back and grabs her and says, you're going to be all right, Joan Wilder, and does a big kiss. And then he said, you always were. And I was like, man, this is a little bit feminist, too, because she has to learn how to be on her own. She has to learn how to be comfortable with herself and take charge. And this really showed her how to do that. And he helped her make that journey. And then he leaves her to continue to make that journey. Wait, what was feminist about that? No, no, no. I didn't get it. No, that's a really good point because she tackles Zolo by herself. Mm -hmm. Mm. She kills him by herself. He goes Mm. to rescue her. He falls off. 
And she, ta- like, is able Wait, to... Wait, are def- you sure he's dead, by the way? Zolo? You sure about that? I don't know. I've never seen the Jewel of the Nile, so maybe he's not. Oh, I thought it was bad. Was he alive in that? You know, the, the movie, the first movie was so good that it did garner a sequel, but... It man, was supposed to be a trilogy. It was bad. It was bad. So... <laughs> I, she did. She took care of herself. She was able to, although the whole time she was struggling with Zolo on top of that grate that had the alligators in it, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, all you have to do is push into his bloody stump. That's the thing that I kept thinking about. Did he cauterize with his own cigar? (laughs) I was like, you just got to push into it because it's sore. Always going to hurt like hell. You just got to like. I always think about the eyes. Like if I'm attacked, I just got to poke my fingers through someone's eye and just keep pushing. And it'd be so hard to make myself do that. Throat knives. No. What? Throat. I thought you said throat knives. No, throat and eyes. Oh, I was like, throat knives. I was like, whoa, that's something no, that I don't know there's about. A, there's a lot you can do with a throat. Do you know whenever you headbutt somebody? Did we talk about this before? I learned that from like a Roman wrestler or boxer. I mm-hmm. can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, James would know the name of him. He had a YouTube video on how to actually headbutt somebody, and he teaches his daughter this stuff. So whenever you headbutt somebody, you don't headbutt them in the forehead. You headbutt them in the bridge of the oh, nose. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I wasn't aware of this. So pro tip, ladies, or men, uh, but if you're feeling threatened and you need to make a quick getaway, you headbutt somebody in the bridge of their nose to try to break their nose and get away. I would think the best time to headbutt somebody is when your arms are being held. So if you're being bear hugged or if you can't get any range of motion with your arms and the quarters are that close, you got to go, you got to go to that, to the headbutt, to the bridge of the nose. I'm a very anxious, paranoid, true crime enthusiast. And I think about making a quick getaway all the time. So pro tip, use that headbutt advice. (laughs) Thanks, Allison, for the tip on headbutting. No problem. Appreciate that. Anytime. That's why you have a dog, though. I feel like I've heard statistics that people who own dogs, like their houses get broken into less because the only person who's afraid of my dog is my neighbor's wife. No, but they sound the alarm, so they just don't want to hear the bark. Like the robbers don't want to hear barking. The neighbor's just probably afraid of your dog opening their doors. (laughs) making scratch marks on their doors get that dog away from my fucking doors because it's gonna open them and relieve scratches everywhere that's what she's afraid of that's true my dog can open doors anybody with a lever handle even knobs she's really getting the hang of the knobs watch out does she have opposable thumbs not that i'm aware of Mm, interesting uh are we good with chemistry well time out time out time out What's up with the chemistry between Ira and Ralph, Danny DeVito and Ira? Seems toxic. Really? But like, do, are, are they indebted totally to each other? Ira totally takes advantage of him. If Ira's indebted to him, he sure as hell doesn't no, 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 show it. Danny he Danny DeVito indebted to Ira. That's, that's what Marie's talking about. Tell me more. Ira just leaves them. Hmm. So Danny DeVito's out there doing all the work. It's like Ira's the mastermind. And Danny DeVita has to do all the grunt work, and then he just gets left behind. But Ira's a dumbass. Why would Ira hire Danny DeVita to do grunt work? He's 4'10". They're cousins. Oh, well, but maybe he didn't have a choice then. Right. They're cousins. So, and Ira doesn't get arrested. He just sails away. 
sail away. I'm looking up Joel Christopher Cross. <laughs> Wasn't that an author? Arthur? What Arthur? The fuck Is are Arthur you a rom com? Sailing. Christopher Cross. Isn't it? I'm looking up Jewel now to see who the cast is besides yeah. Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Not good. Not good. It was very oh, disappointing. Okay. So Danny DeVito's in it. Mm. But that looks like that's all who's in it from the first one. Oh, Holland Taylor's in it. Yeah. Not Zolo. Not Zolo. No? Mm-mm. Hmm. So. Maybe Zolo bit the dust in Romancing the Stone. I feel like getting tossed to like 10 gators is biting the dust. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, do you guys think that that car would have float, floated, float, flute, floated down the that river? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough to say. There's probably a, there, there's a believability factor going on there. That's not happening. So... Are we good with chemistry? Yeah, I think so. I think no. Mm. Yes. Mm. Sorry. Yes, I am. Mm. Moment they fall in love. This is what I have. But Stephen, with a V, since you're a guest, you can go first. The moment they fell in love is when Michael Douglas got a smell of that pussy when he went <laughs> right down the, right down the mudslide, right into the pussy. He got. He's like, you know what? I think I can fall in love with this. <laughs> and wait, wait, I gotta say, you know, yeah. It, that's the first time he fell in love. I'm surprised he didn't try to hit it in the plane when they were, she was all Pheromones. High. I, uh, me too, actually. I'm very surprised he, they didn't. I'm surprised she didn't either because you know she hasn't had it in a while. Obviously, but I'm, I'm with you. I really think that the plane with the marijuana, the Cuervo, that's like, the snake, like she should have been impressed by that, and like, hey, yeah. let me see your snake. He saves her. Mm-hmm. Let me see your snake. <laughs> so I think she falls in love with him when they're dancing, because he gives her that heart. Yep. And then they're dancing, and yep. I think that's when she falls in love with him. I think he falls in love with her whenever she's wa- or he's watching her pick flowers as he's kind of perusing through her book a little bit and he's laying down in the grass like reading it and just kind of like looking at her and he's giving her the eyes yeah i would agree with that because it's like that book is giving him a glimpse of her soul there and he sees how hot she could be i love that yeah so he's like i just gotta in the words of you steven he has to unleash the tigress within. And He's got to he get that puss. <laughs> get that punani. I like punani better than the P word. I can, say, I can say puss, but I can't put the Y on the end. Hmm. I can fine. say the C word. Oh, hmm. see, like, I feel like that's a little bit harsher. Oh, it's harsher. See, next Thursday is probably like the, the, the toughest. Wait, word what's can... the one someone said I liked it better than the see you next Tuesday? What was it? Hard C. The hard C. Yeah. The hard, the hard C. That's pretty good. I like the hard C. Yeah. I do not like saying the hard C. I like it better than saying the P word for a cat. Meow. 
So did you agree with me on when she fell in love with him? Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree too. What about him, Steven? What about him? Do you think <laughs> do you think he falls in love with her then or Um yeah, I mean look, they they clearly had a moment, right? Mm-hmm. They clearly had a moment there. And you know, he comes out with this white knight horrendous outfit. Ooh, and again, the good hair. Call, though. I love yeah. that you called that his white knight outfit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was just drawn to that. Like he had that on and again, like that's when he's got his maximum swagger going on and that's when she's starting to like come into her own. Mm-hmm. So like think about it. Like she's starting to embrace the adventure and as soon as she starts to embrace the adventure, that's when the romance starts to pick up between the two. Yes. Taking Drink. it straight from the bottle. Yeah, It's a good rosé. Would you like to try it? Mm, I think I no, like the one you like, had earlier better. You know, I got a side beverage. I got a, uh, a Vihan Stefaner. <laughs> That's a wheat bock. Um, I think it's very similar to the one And then I, I got before. this mint thing going on, the grasshopper. I'm not going to mix some rosé wine with that. Come on. I think Uzo Rosé and oh, Grasshopper geez. is the perfect combo of liquors. Did you just say Topper? Tapa? Mr. Tapa! <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you Have you guys been practicing yet? That's fantastic. <laughs> nope. Nobody, nobody's, is the audience aware of the significance of that? No. no. This is the first no. time we've ever brought this up. Tapa. Mr. Tapa! Did he you was know? a pimp. This this goes back to a Christmas carol, um, the Patrick Stewart one. So I was talking to our neighbors <laughs> about the Guy Pierce one, and they say I never watched it. I didn't either, but I don't think I want to because the neighbors. It was like an R-rated kind of thing on FX. Do you see his penis? No, but he Damn like it. he like Scrooge sexually pee? assaults or rapes Mrs. Cratchit. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, stop it, Ebenezer Scrooge. Rapes, Bob or wife. sexually assaults. I'm a little the figgy unclear. pudding. I am. Wait, what did she make for dinner? Did did he beat his ass and take his wife and then have some of her pudding? So this is what I'm saying. I don't know if I can watch that because I don't think that is what Charles Dickens had in mind. I really don't care for that at all. But Mister Tapa was a pimp in the Scrooge. Come on, he was a pimp. Oh, he was. He was a pimp. So, um, do they stay together? Mm, that's tough. Yes. Yeah, but they're so different. Why? Yeah, you have to this. justify that. Because I want them to. <laughs> because there's a sequel. Mm. <laughs> because there's a sequel. I, d- I, I, I. I think they bring something out in each other, and the fact that he came to her apartment on a fucking sailboat in the middle of new york in the middle of new york city on a flatbed truck i think that's a signal of commitment right there oh and we talk about believability his boots you know the 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 crocodile skin the crocodile that eats the stone the treasure you know that they've been pursuing the whole time i mean let's not forget and we haven't talked about this a lot you know they're pursuing a treasure the whole time this is a treasure hunt you know but you know he helped her achieve this metamorphosis okay he really helped her achieve this so he helped her find and and truly unleash the tigress within so is she going to become a new person be- and you know start seeing the world and be like, look, you know, I found you. She, she could have been a virgin for all we know. 
I'm not going to disagree with him here, but about that, but I think that that metaphor metamorphosis was sticking around because her hair was down. She was dressed differently. She was wearing the heart. And I think she loved him and she was dependent upon him. I don't know about him with her though. Hmm. I, I really don't know that in the long run they're made for each other. I think that we didn't get enough of his story and his past in order to know that. Are you suggesting there should be there should be a prequel? Yes, <laughs> I would not be opposed to that. Well, what you got to understand is that this movie was so big back in the early '80s that it did get a sequel. I mean, so for a movie to get a sequel, it has to do very good. So the first movie, The Romancing of Stones, the first one, it, it was still a very good movie. I think it's worth watching. I think a prequel would be great. If we could have Jack's story tie into the brother-in-law's story about how that map got into his hand. Hmm. I want to know what led up to the brother-in-law getting chopped up and murdered into little bits. Mm-hmm. So I think we need... Don't I, fuck with the Colombians. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know that they stay together. In fact, I'm leaning towards the fact that they don't stay together. Oh, they're I two want different them people. to stay together. They still have two different goals. They're still, you know, they have different goals. She they're different people. hasn't had adventure her whole life. She's going to pick up after she rescues her bum of a sister who can't do shit. She did seem like a bum. She did. She's going to rescue her sister and then she's going to go live the this life, this wonderful life, traveling the world with this man on a sailboat. I think that's like a fantasy that can come true for her. And I think they stay together. Yeah, but hold on. This lady is driving a Shelby Cobra in 1984 in Colombia. So if the lady, if the lady is a you know driving a Shelby Cobra in 1984, this husband must have been a baller. Must have been a baller. Eduardo. So if they stay together, do you think it has to do with Joan Wilder's pussy? I hate that I said that. I hate that you said it too. I was going to go vag, mm. axe wound. I prefer that. Okay. Mm. I've, uh, I've heard that term before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really use it too much. Her enlarged clitoris. Um, iconic moments. I feel like there were so many. There were. How do you pick just one? Can I please start with the iconic moments? You have to pick one. One. You have to pick one. I will easily pick one iconic moment. And please give this to me because not only am I... Give this to me. ...your guest, but... When the ground breaks after the accident, and there's that little skirmish between Michael Douglas, Jack Colton, and the uh, Colombian army guy. Zola. Yeah, that's the dude. The ground breaks. They go down the quarter mile uh, mudslide. She's there. Iconic scene. He just flies like 20 feet head first right into her pussy. It was fantastic. It's my iconic scene Period. too. The end. It, I mean, it was 100% my so iconic funny. scene. It's fantastic. I would love to say that the dancing was my iconic scene, but truth be told, the plummeting down into her vagina is my iconic scene. Hands down. Are we allowed to talk about... Look, Marie, I would love to hear yours. 
I kind of forget what I was going to talk about. Can I talk about what? Can I give you a little time to to gather your thoughts and share like a couple runner ups? We love talk about runner ups. Go ahead. What about the end of the movie when you know Jack Colton finally reaches his goal and he's in New York trying, you know, picking up the love of his life with the gator boots, with the gator boots and the boat. I mean, that's kind of iconic. You know, who you don't ever see this extravagant boat going down some kind of main street in New York. I mean, that's that's cool. And here's one thing I will say. So at some point in this movie, Michael Douglas gets this treasure, <clears throat> this big stone, and it's in his pants somewhere. <clears throat> and he gets this swift kick in the nuts. And the, f- the fucking stone was in his nuts. And his reaction to getting kicked in the stones, no pun intended, was hilarious you know and i'm really glad that you brought that up uh, because that was absolutely hysterical and his whole little like jiggle to get it out was uh, like like, what about how he's breathing like Like he's turning his head to the side and you could tell he's struggling it was pretty good i think what i think the what i was gonna say for iconic scene was when they were in the cave and he was digging and she was holding the lamp like just like looking at him adoringly like it was to me like it's not as fun, but it shows them like working kind of, together. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So I mean, she chose at that point. She was choosing with his prodding, I suppose. But she was the one who ultimately chose to go after El Corazon. Hmm. She was manipulated into it. He conned her into doing it. He, he did. just comment a little bit of comment. Yeah. Yeah, another reason why I don't think that they can stay together, even though like we can all say, oh, that's behind him now. He has his boat. He's happy now, blah, blah, blah. Like you said, Stephen, with the V, he kind of stole that jewel off of her. And now she gets to take a trip with him on his boat. Half of that money should be hers. Yeah, how, how did they divvy that up? Like okay, so they got this treasure. I don't think they divvy. How did I think they come he to some took kind of agreement it. on who gets what. He took it. Well, I mean, she probably you know, she's a famous novelist. I mean, do you think she gave it to him because he had nothing? She took. He took it. Michael Douglas he took went it and, t- and followed did, the crock. And but Jack I have, I have a sense that this whole Colton. family, this whole family's wealthy. Okay, you got this this wife. Who's driving a, a Shelby AC Cobra? Okay, the wife. You got this lady who's got this, you know, Joan Wilder. She's got this beautiful condo in mm-hmm. New York that's probably worth today millions. Mm-hmm. She she didn't need this jewel. She's a famous novelist that was renowned in Colombia for crying out. Just because she didn't need the jewel doesn't mean that part of it wasn't rightfully hers. Hey, Stephen with a V, you got to finish your drink. <sighs> You do. It's the rule. It's the rules. We both have to do it. We had to do it with a fucking taming of the shrew. What? We didn't. Is that a romantic comedy? Or is we that didn't a drink? have two of those. We switched. <laughs> That's a it. movie and a drink. I'm confused. That. So we had a taming of the shrew, which was gin, lime, chartreuse, and fucking absin. Who picks this? Us. We didn't in Noted. our in our defense Noted. in our defense we didn't Marine. know what absinthe tastes like in in our defense or in your defense ours Marie uh, is uh, 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 not you guys aren't on the same page I here did with this I did pick it that you must have done a shitty job but I did enjoy this drink 
I did enjoy we this drink. How much of this Mar- can you really drink and, Marie and be satisfied? I had, I had, I had three. three. We had three. I, I'm having a hard like this. It's. But it's you very drink sweet. fucking beer that has like 14% alcohol and you fucking love it. Like, uh, man up, dude. No, I do. I don't. I haven't done that today. No, it's not manning up. I'm drinking a liquid mint. It's a liquid mint. It's delicious. I mean, come on. It's very you know refreshing. It's a female drink. All right, I'm just going to say it. This is a female drink. I don't like or, that. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's a feminine drink. You know what? Can I, I say would that? Like- no. Is this not a feminine, this beverage? I would like if we had like a garnish of like a... This could a, be a Christmassy drink, by the way. That could be mm, a Christmassy You put a little drink. peppermint stick in here, mm-hmm. like a little candy cane on the side. That That's, would be delicious. Good I call. like that a lot. But you can't drink, like even a mudslide, you can't drink a lot of those at one I time. Don't, this I is can. like a creamy, minty, it's too, it's a feminine, I, I'm just, it is. I don't like mudslides and I don't really like white Russians either. Better. I think they're better than this. I like this a lot. I like mint. I would like a garnish of a um, fucking uh, grasshopper cookie. Like, um, fuck, what are they Don't fucking they make called? Long like thin the gra- Yeah, the Girl Scout thin cookies, mints. right? Don't Thank they you. make like long, skinny, like, like chocolate sticks? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I think they I know what you're talking things? about. Like a Pocky stick? Yeah. Isn't that what they're called? Pocky sticks? I don't know. But I would like a There's thin wafers, mint. There's wafers, I think, that are like that. Like a like thin a mint, wafer. like garnish mm-hmm. on the side of this, like how you put like a cucumber or a lime or a lemon or something like that. I would like that. So this sounds like we got into our final thoughts with the drink. So let's get into our final thoughts with the movie. I have tons. Right. Yeah. I kept thinking the entire time how fucking awful it would be to have your period in the jungle. The mm. entire time I kept thinking about it, I was like, oh my God, can you imagine having your period in the jungle? Furthermore, can you imagine wearing a skirt in the jungle? She was no. not dressed appropriately for these travels. No. Can you imagine how many well, bug fa- Fairness to Joan Wilder. But there was an accident. Okay? There was an accident. She got into a, the wrong bus. Or was coaxed to. Can but- you imagine like if... If Jack had thrown your suitcase with all your pads and tampons <gasps> over the hill, and you're like, "But I have my period." But what if she? Ha- and what if she had? How many? What God. if she had like three fifths of alcohol in there too? Well, she kept her little alcohols in her bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was probably just like her travel alcohol. She probably had. Well, a, that's a, all she a main had. Stash too, because she threw it away. No, 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 no. That's all she had. Did mm. she have her vitamins in her refrigerator at the beginning of the movie? Did anyone see that? No. Nope. Was it the cats? I'm not sure. Too I thought I saw vitamins in there, so I wanted to ask. Did that. you say catmins? Cat meds. Oh, I thought you said catmins instead of vitamins. No. Hey, hated Mrs. Irwin, that bitch old lady who wouldn't take the fucking elevator. Get in the fucking elevator with your stupid cart so no one else has to carry it up the fucking stairs. And don't shame someone for not being married and in she their 30s. She looked like a Fuck sweetie. you. No, I agree yes. with Marie. Fuck yourself. She's a sweetie. If you want to be single, the you go ahead dead. and be single. Fine. I don't care. She was like 80 years old. She's dead. Exactly. She lived a life. Keep your thoughts to your fucking self and go put in your dentures. You think she had dentures? No. She didn't have them in. She needed to. Hmm. I have more final thoughts. Uh, Thank you, editor, for asking Joan Wilder if she had had her shots and the appropriate vaccines to go to Columbia. I thought that was... A very important point. You do have to have certain vaccines before you cross continents. 
I really appreciated that. Hmm. Vaccines are very important. When in doubt, get a vaccine. Like malaria. Some of these places you have to be vaccinated for malaria before you go. Useless fact. What is the most dangerous animal on the planet, ladies? Mosquito. Very good, Allison. And why is that? They carry a lot of diseases. They do. Bloodborne diseases. Yeah. Can I ask a question that I don't think anyone will know the answer to? How long would a body have to be in the jungle to achieve the level of decomposition that Pilot had? It depends on exposure. Like I was thinking, what was the canopy like? I know, the humidity, rainfall, animal eating. Like I just wasn't sure how long he would have had to have been out there. Three months. Now the Rolling Stone that Jack was reading was from 1982. I read that in the facts. That would have been from 1982. Hmm. Yeah, I mean there was like there was at least a ten foot snake in there. So I mean that, there's going to be some uh, predators out there. I don't know if you're in the jungle of Colombia. I don't think uh, the human is the apex predator out there. Absolutely not. <laughs> at least it didn't look like it at that point in time. No, I honestly, I think a lot of apex predators in the jungle would be bugs. Mm, quite possibly. I mean, even bacteria. Who knows? I mean, amoebas that are going to eat your brain. I'm dead serious. Somebody in Florida just died recently because an amoeba ate their brain. Take that, COVID. About? <laughs> hey guys that was great still wear a mask that was great wear a mask take that covid your mask amoebas won't amoebas will still get through it but still wear a mask guys i would like to talk about the woman at the airport and her emotional support pig oh that pig fucking joan wilder stepped on your pig what an asshole what a bitch i wanted that pig bacon I wanted to love we, it and we, cherish it. We just it. had some pork. It was actually good. Oh, I did here. eat some pork. It was delicious. It was Slight good. plot point here. The name of the boat at the end of the movie was Angelina. And who's one of Joan Wilder's characters? Angelina. So that does that strengthen Jack and Joan's ties that he named his boat after one of her characters? Mm, maybe. I think that really helped develop mentally with their love. How about when they found the treasure? How about when they fucked? <laughs> yeah, okay, look. So wait, I guess. You can tell when Alice well, no, 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 her wait, alcoholic no, wait, no, no, let's, let's, let's tie this into how we're evaluating this movie. When when I think of treasure in this movie, I literally think of the Vaginas? Emerald. No, because it's Joan Wilder's vagina is not my idea of treasure. That would have been a better hiding place. Put <laughs> the stone. Hey, listen. How many times leading up to this did I say, can I tell you what I think romancing the stone really means? No, do not. Can do I not. get into that? No, you may not. Is the stone her clitoris? No, no the stone is what she's riding. She's going to romance that stone and ride it. Is, I feel like stones are balls. Stones? You don't ride balls. She's going to ride a, you ride a stone penis. dildo. She's going to romance that stone dildo. It depends dildo. on what position you're in. So... Gwyneth Paltrow does have like a jade dildo that you can buy. What? Gwyneth Paltrow's her own dildo? Mm-hmm. Really? She sells all kinds like, of weird shit on like, that goop website. What a fucking rip off that fucking shit Who's is. the one that has the candle, the vagina scented candle? Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's not, the biggest disappointment is it's not fucking vagina scented. It's like bergamot scented. Wait a minute. As a, as it's a woman, not bergamot. do you know what vagina scent is supposed to be? <laughs> no, it's bergamot. 
I've been saying that wrong. I thought it was French. I missed it. What's going on over there? It's bergamot. I think it should be bergamot. Steve bergamot? Gwyneth Paltrow has a candle out. That's her vagina. And apparently her vagina is just scented bergamot because it's not... It's not vagina scented. It doesn't smell like a vagina. It just smells like floral. What if Gwyneth Paltrow has got a very strange scented vagina? What if she was and that it was so strange that it had to be captured? What if some guy said, look, this is the most unique smelling vagina I've ever smelled. I've got to capture this in the scent of a I candle. bet that is someone's job. I to smell want vaginas. to smell that. That's what I want the candle to smell like. I want to know. I don't want it to be floral scented. I want to know what your vagina smells like. What as if a that's celebrity. it? What if it's that's not? It? it says it's bergamot scented candle. What if I could be the judge of that? Can I talk or like rate it and talk about it and say, hey, look, you know, I, you know, I could do the Michael Douglas and you know go down on that and check that out and see if it matches a candle. I like that the, that sex move of going down on a woman is just called the Michael Douglas right now. <laughs> I mean, I think he's been, uh, he's known. Bernard's going to say, I'm going to Michael Douglas you. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas you. <laughs> I'm going to use that with my wife. I'm going to Michael Douglas you. <laughs> See, Michael, Michael, Douglas. Douglas, Michael Douglas, we're starting a thing right now for you. It'll never go beyond here, <laughs> but it's still hilarious. I'm going to Michael Douglas, my wife. <laughs> so a, a final thought that I would like to share is when it was early on in the movie, actually, it was whenever Zolo pointed the gun at Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder. She, he pointed the gun at her and she just goes, what? And I was like, yeah, that's appropriate. That's what I would say if somebody pointed a gun at me that I didn't know. Hmm. What? What's your final thought? That's a final thought, not the final thought. Do it's you have a final, final thought? It's not that. Do you have final thoughts that you didn't go over? Do you have things in your notebook, you, in your 10 pages of notes that you didn't talk I, about? I, I think the uh, investment that I'm here, my final thought is that my investment in my 10 pages of notes last night was worthless. I would agree. And I feel like I wasted everybody's time with my notes. <laughs> and I'm really sorry about that because I detracted from this experience by trying to take it so seriously. That's my final thought. But here, you know, my final, truly though, really good movie. Um, stood the test of time. I would recommend that you watch it in general because it's a fun movie. Adventure, comedy, uh, silliness. Um, it's, and it, I think it's it's got a decent plot. If you were gonna rate it out of five martini glasses, wait, I'm not there yet. Okay, I have more final thoughts. I don't like martini. Okay. Um, I have a cringeworthy moment. Oh yeah, we have a cringeworthy movement mo- moment movement. Okay, so my cringeworthy cr- moment. My cringeworthy moment is when Daniel DeVito calls these Colombians spicos. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I heard kinda... that and I was like, oh, I think, I think we all heard it and we all like, yeah, looked at, at each the, other at, like right we all sat straight. Hey, like, now, that's oh, 
Oh, okay. Racial slur out of nowhere. Didn't that's, remember that. That's happening. Yeah. And yeah. that's acceptable in an 84 movie. Not acceptable now. Definitely cringeworthy. Ever? Yeah, we all cringed. Cringeworthy? Sure. Any shot to the nuts I ever see is cringeworthy. Nuts? Who nuts? Who nuts? When remember shot to the nuts with Michael Michael Douglas? Douglas? But he had a stone there protecting they his didn't, nuts. They didn't know that. Yeah, but still, if you get kicked in your did. stone, your treasure right up against your nuts, that's still good. You can see the pain that he goes through. So I have a question. Cringeworthy. If you get hit in the stones and then you get hit in the dick, it's different. So if you get hit in the dick, it's not as painful as getting hit in the stones. I I don't. Uh, you know, I can't I say it's all one bad. that I've never been hit in the dick, but getting hit in the balls is definitely a uh, it's it's an it's an alternate like that situation. It just stops you in your tracks. Like you get sick. Like literally, when you get kicked in the nuts or eat, like you, you drop something in your nuts, you get sick in your stomach from from an impact to your nuts. It's people puke. Guys puke from that stuff. It's bad. And and it's it's a deep it's deep burn. <laughs> it's a deep deep burn. No, but it's a bad feeling, and it takes a long time to get over that. A very long time. But not to your penis. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, have you ever been kicked in your penis or punched in your penis? They're all in such close proximity. Have you ever seen one before? Like the like ball, a, like the a dick penis. And, yeah, the dick and balls are like really <laughs> no. close together. Married three years, never seen a penis. But they're all close. So if you hit one, chances are the other will be affected. It depends on how big the penis is. Well, flaccid. I don't know about that. I mean, also you got let's take the underwear into account. You know what I mean? Like some different underwear are oh, yeah. restrain a, you Duluth, and put things in place. Duluth yeah. has the ones where you have a separate pocket for your balls. So and here's the other Do thing. Do you know about this? Is it padded just for impact? I don't think so. So in my experience, you know, you know, one, you know, your dick just kind of goes down your leg. It's like goes down my leg. But then the balls are just kind of right there in the middle, and it's and, and you got to think about how your legs now? are. I just realized now? that our brother has a large member. Are you, I think. Are you happy now? I mean, it's fine. Well, it's, it kind of goes down the leg, so it kind of like gets a little. It's like out of the way. The first time it was fine. The second time, not so fine. Not. <laughs> Marie, are you a little gaseous right now? <laughs> Not editing that out. Could you hear it on there? I think so. I think it's that little thing right there. Oh, please don't leave that in. I don't want them to hear my farts. That's the scent of Joan Wilder's vagina. <laughs> Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder. Can we get a little? Can we get a little Randy Macho Man Savage? Oh yeah! <laughs> the cream rises to the top. Yeah. He was the best. James has a Randy Macho Man Savage impression, but yours outdoes his. So I don't think I do it justice. No, I think you do it. Oh so yeah. I think it's that's really pretty good. good. Yeah, it's I pretty don't good. Know. I mean, he was a talent. He was a talent. I yeah. think it's great. Hmm. Now, are we ready for martini glasses? I just would like to remark about how amazing it is for this to be PG with nipples and stumps. 
stumps? Nah. Stumps. You got bloody stumps, and you mm. got nips, and you you got sailing off into the sunset. Oh, you know what? I do have one more final thought. I read in the facts. Um, romancing the stone is jeweler's jargon referring to a step in preparing a gem for use in jewelry. Thank you, IMDB Facts. God dang ya. I would actually, you know what? I'm so sorry. I forgot about this. I would, before we close here, I would really like to give a shout out to Cinema Sips. Um, for following us and for supporting us and for giving us our inspiration for our drink for the Philadelphia story with the Cinderella slipper because we used that and they were really nice and followed us on Instagram and commented us on Twitter. Philadelphia story was a wild ride, guys. I'm still listening to it and I still don't remember anything I talked about. I apologize for like the 20 minute talk about celebrity divorce. I'm not quite sure why that came up, but it was in there. So apologies. But no apologies to Cinema Sips because I really appreciate your discretion. No support. Support. Like my underpants. The Luth. Um, I'm going to give this movie four out of five martini glasses. Um, I think it could have used a touch more romance. 4.5 out of five. It's Kathleen Turner. How much freaking romance can you have? I mean, come on. She's hot. Nope. She's a hot lady. Nope. You see that leg with that tear in the skirt that goes the way up The lady in the beginning of the movie was hot and sexy. Very much so. That's her mental image. That's not reality. That's that's the that's, that's Kathleen Turner's mental reality. That's Joan Wilder's mental image of sexiness, and she can't even live up to her own mental image. Exactly. Of it, period. No exactly. one. No one can. Uh, martini glasses, sir. Well, out of five. I'll just say that. You know, I don't think we told you about this part of the podcast. That's it's we seven, rate them. Well, listen, it's martini seven. glasses are akin to stars. <laughs> Steven, they're akin to stars. I would be remiss if I didn't say this right now. I feel like I'm peach sweaty on sweaty balls. Can you talk about? <laughs> can you talk about rating how much you would rate this podcast out of five stars? Five this podcast glasses? or the movie. Hello? You're a woman's planning again. I know it's my our brother, but he can understand martini glasses. Yeah, come on. I don't. Here's know. what I'm thinking about the rating, Allison. Is that of the, the movie, movie? It was great at like eight years old. It was and it was really cool at forty two years, years old. old. It's great at eight years old because you see fucking nipples. I don't remember who's nipple. Oh, is it the girl in the beginning? Because she was yes. Hot. You see ass, fucking nipples. She had that dagger in her like garter in the beginning. Man, was she smoking? That's why it's great. I'd rather eight rather years watched old. her the whole time over Kathleen fucking Turner. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. Okay, because the leading lady wasn't what you would have wanted. Um, look, it's a great movie for all. It was really fun. And certain, there was good humor. It was really fun. It was a funny story. It's not too long. Um, interesting characters, but I mean, you can't you can't say that this is like the best rom com out there. So, I mean, come on. What would be your favorite rom com as a rom com amateur? Uh, it, I'm sorry, but you're rom com uh, amateur. It, well, you know what I. I don't think it was cerebral enough for me, frankly. 
Um, I think it was light and airy, which was fine. No, but like, look, if you're going to talk about rom-coms, and I know you don't want to go into some old stuff, you're going to talk about some Cary Grant no, romantic please. comedy. Like, if you're Be gonna, our guest. In my opinion, again, look, I, I am not a movie aficionado, okay? But I can appreciate some some older movies like Cary Grant. If you're going to talk about like Father Goose and Cary Grant is an actor, I think he's second to none. So whatever you put him in, I think he's going to carry the movie. You know, Michael Douglas, you can can you compare Michael Douglas to Cary Grant? No. In my opinion that you can't. You can't as an actor. Okay? And then, you know, look at the leading woman that Cary Grant had in his movies compared to Kathleen fucking Turner. No. So, and things were just so much more well written back then. They're more serious. The believability factor for the believability factor in this for me is helps it hard to achieve the five when you have some of these Cary Grant movies that are. I mean, they're fantastic, and I'm sure there's other movies that achieve that nowadays, and I'm not familiar with. But I actually don't know if we've given any of our Cary Grant movies a five out of five. What have you covered? We did. The Philadelphia Story. We oh, is that did, a Cary Grant one? Mm-hmm. We did. Ooh, did I give Bringing um, Up Baby? Bringing, Bringing Up, up Baby is fantastic. Did I give that a five out of five? Oh, we either gave it a four point five. I didn't give it a four point five. So wait, when you give it a four like point, it. if it did, did it, I, you average the people's stuff? Or? I think I got a. I think I gave ba- Bringing Up Baby a four point five out of five. Uh, well, if that's the case, I'd probably go Romance in the Stones three. Three and a half, then, if that's no, the case. No, 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 no. You don't, keep, don't, don't change don't, it. Don't change it. But I'm just saying, we've had a lot of Cary Grant movies in this top. 15, How are you going to rate this I movie compared say. to Bringing Up Baby? Seriously. Better. I, I would say it's on the same field. I would say it's on the same playing field. I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed the chemistry. Um, Actually, I think I gave Bringing Up Baby a 4.5. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I gave it a 4. I'm not sure. Um, But I do really like Bringing Up Baby. But I did really love this movie. This movie is a solid 4. And that's not bad. Like, that's really good. Uh, I think some of our highly rated movies were Some Like It Hot, um, Harry Met Sally, uh, mm. Princess Bride. A uh, Princess Bride is classic. Uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. That's that's in a league of its own. Regardless, we're talking about Romancing the Stone here. <sighs> so I do think Romancing the Stone deserves to be on this list. Where uh, fucking, uh, I, I mean, how many could we name appropriate? Maggie's fucking plan. Waitress. Me, you, everyone we know. Me, like, where? Roman Hall. You can say Roman Hall all day. Fuck yourself. Um, Wow. This is aggressive. I love Roman Holiday. And it's not a rom com. You're not a rom com. Did you notice how I said Rome? Because they were in Rome. Oh my God. It's a rom com. Hey, one in Rome, right? So, our next, please (laughs) go online, rate, Review, subscribe. Takes less than a minute. Tap those stars, baby. Takes 10 seconds. Just pretend they're they're martini glasses (laughs) and click the five because we deserve it. We work real hard. Joan Wilder. Um, Our next movie, are we going to finish the list or? Sure. I really apologize to Kathleen Turner. I hope, you know, she's probably an amazing person. I think she is. You know, in real life, she's probably I think, fantastic. Hey, 
Stephen, as 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 Randy Macho Man Savage, can you rate the podcast? Oh yeah, let me see. I gotta give this a three. The cream did not rise to the top. Oh shit! This three and a half. Three and a half. Ooh, the cream did not rise to the podcast. Oh. I'm sorry. I was talking about the movie. The podcast? Excuse me. This has been the time of my life. I, this has been fantastic. I'm sorry. I was rating. I was. Look, I got amped up for the My Randy Macho Man Savage. I'm talking about the movie. I'm going three and a half. Rating the podcast? This was fantastic. Great. I mean, I was going to take, I was gonna take a four, eight, four, nine, but since I'm on here and on a scale of one to five, I'd probably give this like a 10. Yeah. That's yeah. what we like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, time. Uh, Steven with a PH would also say the same. Hmm. Interesting. Steven with a PH had a ball. I would be uh, really interested at, Our a father. at a different time for you to uh, juxtapose my uh, appearance on your show with Steven with well, a PH. Well, I can tell you that Steven with a PH never brought out the P word. The P word? Or the F word. Or the F word. It was a clean podcast, which is probably why it wasn't listened to. Did you to. debate the pronunciation with if, clitoris with Stephen with the PH? <laughs> if anybody wants to listen to a podcast with our father where we really limit the swearing, listen to Breakfast at Tiffany's. So, rate, review, subscribe, finish in the list next time. And until then, please watch up, drink up, and. Oh, yeah!